This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, December 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Governor Tom Wolf announced tighter COVID-19 restrictions Thursday afternoon as the virus rages on across the Commonwealth. The following restrictions will take place at 12.01 a.m. Saturday, December 12th, and will last through 8 a.m. on Monday, January 4th, 2021. Indoor dining is now prohibited. Outdoor dining, takeout food service, and takeout alcohol sales may continue. Indoor operations at gyms is prohibited. Outdoor facilities and classes can continue, but all participants must wear face coverings. No indoor gatherings of more than 10 people. Churches, synagogues, temples, mosques, and other places of congregate worship are specifically excluded from the limitations, but are strongly encouraged to find alternative methods of worship. No outdoor gatherings of more than 50 people. No in-person extracurricular activities are allowed. Now, all sports at K through 12 levels uh, will be paused. So that includes public school non-public schools, private schools, club, travel, recreational, intramural, intramural sports, all of them are paused. In-person businesses must operate at 50% capacity. So that means places like hair salons that are already operating at 50% will remain open. All in-person entertainment, including but not limited to theaters, concert venues, museums, movie theaters, arcades, casinos, and bowling alleys are prohibited from operation. Wolf moved to tighten restrictions after weeks of exploding case numbers and sharply rising hospitalizations and deaths. The new restrictions come after Wolf himself tested positive for coronavirus on Tuesday and revealed the diagnosis on Wednesday. He said Thursday he is feeling fine and that his most recent test was negative. He is currently awaiting the results of another test. I remember in the summertime thinking that this might be a likely scenario. But as things were going along, I started thinking, okay, well, maybe I was wrong. You know, I remember saying out loud that we'll probably get this big wave as people start to head inside and all this. It always happens. And then, then, of course, it's it's happening now. So Even with the regular flu season, it would happen. as, as, as you're right, as people start yeah, to congregate, people get sick. Yes, yeah. That's when it happens. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So, um, and actually, it happens in, in a more familial sense. It happens within homes. You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, more restrictions in place uh, in Pennsylvania and Delaware uh, released their restrictions as well. They're a little bit different than us. Um, New Jersey had done it uh, before, I think. But uh, I think indoor dining is still allowed in Jersey. Am I correct? Well, there, 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 there are things and it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I and know. It's, it drives people, you know, I don't know, too, because like, I think Jersey casinos are open. Yes. I, I think I they know. are, I yeah. <laughs> I think the Jersey casinos are open, and, and the PA casinos are not. Are closed now. Yeah. 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 Time Magazine's person. Right. Oh, oh, I'm okay. sorry. No, go ahead. I, I, uh, text messages, a lot of them coming in. There was like a freeze advisory overnight, so that's, oh. why, that's why the salt oh, that's is being laid, it, laid down. Oh. It's going to, we, there might be some freezing early this morning, but it's going to be a warm day today, so sorry about that. Yeah, we had a decent amount, I had a decent amount of uh, frost on the windshield this morning. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. but I didn't think, you know, without precipitation, yeah. I didn't think the roads were going to ice over. I mean, I thought it was a bit much, but anyhow. Well, that's the restrictions do include no frost on roads. Okay. okay. Beginning <laughs> at midnight okay. through Tonight. to January 4th. Right. Right. No. Yeah, yeah. Time Magazine's person of the, the person of the year award dates back to 1927 when Charles Lindbergh was hailed for transatlantic flight. On Thursday, the honors for 2020 went to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. For most of the weekly publication's 97-year history, editors uh, have given the honor upon those they see fit. The criteria for the distinction, as time describes it, is the person who affects the news or our lives our lives the most for better or worse. The winner was announced during an NBC broadcast special, the first of its kind following Thursday morning's revelation of the shortlist.
Harris on the network's Today Show. 2020 shortlist included President-elect Joe Biden, President Donald Trump, frontline health care workers and Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the movement for racial justice. Harris was not included in that shortlist. When they talk about the worst, uh, Hitler made it one year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, so did Stalin, yeah, yeah. and so did... There's been a few of them along the way. Yeah. So, so it's it not necessarily be, like, hey! Yeah, it can be either way. It's just affecting the news. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like us. The Pantone Color Institute is breaking from tradition again and has named two colors of the year for 2021. <laughs> you can't do that! No! You can't, Well, though. you know what, Steve? It's been such a rough year. Give us two. Well, Man, no, that's know. sort of what no! it is. <laughs> no! <laughs> that's sort of what it is. The colors are ultimate gray and illuminating, which is a gray and a yellow. In- ultimate gray? In a year that's listen, like a gray... Will you listen to the explanation? I, I, this is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible news. I like gray. In a press release, the company hints... Says the man wearing black. They selected <laughs> these colors to represent the uncertainty people might be feeling as they head into the new oh. year. Gray is meant to feel solid and dependable, while the yellow is bright and cheerful. Okay. Director of the Institute, Latrice Eisman, said in a statement, practical and rock solid, but at the same time, warming and optimistic. This is a color combination that gives us resilience and hope. We need to feel encouraged and uplifted. This is essential to the human spirit. All right, Kath, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I thought you were finished, so I apologize. But you spent a lot of time down the shore. These two colors are my favorite for uh, uh, the siding. And doors. I love yellow doors, oh, okay. and I love that I color. Love gray aluminum <laughs> siding. Uh, no, but mm. I, no, not aluminum. You got to go vinyl Brick down the shore. Right, right, yeah, right, right, um, but like a I, good shore combo. Yes, I think that is a great shore combination. Look at that man walking down the street smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I just love these colors. Yeah. Casey's wearing a gray shirt. Yeah. I am wearing a gray shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind these colors. I like them. I yeah. I think the yellow and the gray make a, a good combination. Uh, in the twenty-year history of Pantone, choosing a color of the year, the organization has only chosen a pair of colors twice. The first time was back in 2016 when it chose a combination of pink and blue known as Rose Quartz and Serenity. So uh, the two colors are a gray and a yellow this year, or for next year. All right, in sports this morning. In Thursday night football, the Rams beat the New England Patriots in Los Angeles. Rookie Cam Akers rushed for 171 yards. Kenny Young returned an interception, 79 yards for a touchdown. And the Rams clinched their fourth straight winning season with a 24-3 win. The Rams improved to 9-4 in a rematch of their 13-3 Super Bowl loss in February of 2019. The Eagles will look to end their four-game losing streak when they host the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Kickoff is set for 425. And Dave Dombrowski is finalizing a deal to take over as president of baseball operations for the Phillies. Following a five-year rebuild, the Phillies signed outfielder Bryce Harper and traded for catcher JT of Real Muto before the 2019 season. In the two seasons since, the team finished fourth and third in the National League East. The 64-year-old won a championship with the Red Sox as the leader of Boston's 2018 World Series teams. And Time Magazine named LeBron James as their Athlete of the Year more than two months before he and other NBA players walked out of their play off games to protest police brutality and racism. James started More Than a Vote, a nonprofit organization devoted to fighting the suppression of black voters. He recruited top athletes, actors, entertainers, and politicians to lend their voice to More Than a Vote. He recruited more than 40,000 young people to be poll workers around.
around the country and pushed for stadiums and sports arenas in major cities to open their doors as polling places. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. We have landed upon a Friday once again together, and uh, I think we need this weekend. I think we need the nice weather that's coming with it, so we get it, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, We have some stuff that's going on. We have some guests that are going to be joining us. Very happy about today's lineup. We have uh, host and actress Brooke Burns, yes, who's on the program. She is on the show Masterminds. I watch it all the time. Yeah, and have you seen her host? Because I've not. Oh, she's really good. She hosts a couple of shows on okay. on the, the the game show network, and she is uh, she looks stunning. Uh, she, Ken Jennings is on the show. She also was. I remember seeing her in a Hallmark. I think it was Hallmark or, or TLC. It was a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, where she plays a uh, a flight attendant, and uh, I think uh, I think uh, a father, a single father, lets his daughter, who's young, fly by herself, and she keeps an eye on. Oh, her. Oh yeah, and then of course she come out the other side, and hey, it's a meet cute, and then it gets onto the holidays. There you she's go. perfect. She's she's statuesque. She looks like a runway model as she hosts the show, but it's pretty good. Stunning. Yeah. Uh, so the Christmas she, connection. That's right. it. Yeah. So she will be joining us. And then we have one of Philadelphia's favorite sons, Kevin Bacon, yeah. on the program today. Uh, he will be joining us around 930, and he is talking about this event. It is on CBS on the 15th this coming Tuesday. It's called Play On. It's an all-star music event, um, and he's a, a part of this whole thing. So he's co-hosting it, actually. So we'll talk to him. Not that long ago, he posted a video of himself. He does this, these little um, moments on social media where he plays just music that he's into, and he was play, wearing a throwback WMMR T-shirt while have, he was doing the video. It was so cool. It was a neat little surprise. Yeah, we have to ask him about that. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll talk to Kevin Bacon this morning. We have our Word of the Week prize that we're going to give away today. And our friends at Primo's Hoagies are stopping by today. Uh, Primo has brought by uh, some food for us and some giveaways for you. So we will have your chance to win that stuff. It's a wonderful start Damn to good the day. Friday. Yeah. yeah so let's, uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second and I'll roll out the entertainment stories. A stupid question with some giveaways there. And we'll dive into this weekend together. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock, and that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see. Stupid question. We have a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card giveaway. This is a very interesting question. In April 1975, the American military played what Christmas song over armed forces radio hmm. as a covert signal instructing soldiers in Vietnam to evacuate Saigon. Oh, I never heard this story. Neither have I. This is a really interesting question. Um, in April 1975, the American military played what Christmas song over Armed Forces Radio as a covert signal instructing soldiers in Vietnam to evacuate Saigon? Wow. I know what song I'd play if I wanted to clear out an area. Yeah. Wonderful Christmas time. All right, yeah. I don't think it had been... Well, it was 1975. <laughs> it might have been out at that point, but that's not the answer. Boink, 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 boink. Blink, 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 blink. All right, we gotta go! 
215-263-WMMR. Call now. Friday, December 11th. A lot of birthdays and a lot of stories here, so let's get right to them. Terry Garr celebrates her birthday today. I was just watching a documentary about the making of uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh. Oh, I, yeah? need to, I need to see that. Oh, the outtakes are just as wonderful oh, as the regular oh, film. Man. It's great stuff. Where'd you see it, Steve? I want to see uh, this. Oh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it aired on TV. I forget where it aired originally, but it's 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 pretty lengthy. And Terry Gar was, you know, just a fresh-faced actress. Yeah. She's had a couple roles. Yep. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 77th birthday today. Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. That's right. <laughs> she did have a very high-pitched voice. Hey, Thank you for coming yeah. to the concert. The Christmas tree. This is this is one I absolutely sing along to, man. It's a it's a it's classic. One. Who just did a cover of this? It's one of the best. Um, was it uh, Offspring? No, no. Somebody else. Okay. Uh, what did they do? It'll come they, to me. We just talked to Dexter, they, and, and they did it in a classic holiday fashion. Um, okay. They Not did. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas, right? The the one that you two has covered. No, uh, Christmas Baby, Please Christmas, Come that's Home. It. No, that's that was it. it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Which was originally done by... I don't remember. All right. Brenda Lee is 77 today. Uh, Donna Mills, who was on Knott's Landing. Played. Always thought she was gorgeous. Yeah, very much so. She's uh, 81 today. I think she's also the love interest in the movie Play Misty for me. Okay. Uh, then you have Rita Moreno. Ah, she's uh, an EGOT, right? She's Absolutely. He got winner. So she won an Oscar for West Side Story, an Emmy for The Electric Company, a Tony for The Ritz, and she won a Grammy for a recording on The Electric Company, believe it or not. Uh, and she is celebrating her 90th birthday recently on the reboot of One Day at a Time. That just got wrapped up. I think up. they got axed, yeah, yeah. or wrapped up. Um, and she had, a, she had a long-term uh, relationship with uh, Marlon Brando. No oh, Marlon Brando's girlfriend for a while. Wow. Yeah. All right. She's had a uh, a hell of a life. 90 years old today. John Kerry, Democratic uh, presidential nominee, celebrates his 78th birthday today. Yeah, yep. some wild plastic surgery. Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. He just is. got a new job in the Biden administration. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, climate Se- change. Yep. Uh, then you have Nikki Six of Motley Crue. That dude should have been dead many years ago, but he yeah. turned his life around. Go figure. And he is uh, he's living it to the absolute fullest now with a you know not not only crew but six a.m. and if you're to write this song now it would be country barrel country barrel country barrel <laughs> going for his, his mid afternoon dinner uh, set celebrates his country barrel cracker barrel cracker, cracker barrel, barrel. <laughs> I'm like okay I didn't get that yeah cracker barrel all right so uh, he is celebrating his sixty third birthday today uh, Jermaine Jackson hey. of the Jackson Five. Is he the oldest? No, that was Jackie. Jackie. Jackie okay. was the oldest uh, oldest of the Jackson Five. But uh, Jermaine, uh, I, I thought he was kind of the the heartthrobby one. Or, uh, was he? Michael was the star, obviously. Yeah, but Jermaine, after. Jermaine was a he, he's a good looking dude and uh, not as great a singer as Michael, but he had a career too on, as a solo uh, singer. Uh, celebrates his sixty seventh birthday today. Uh, Moss Def, uh, the rapper and actor. He's been in a good amount of movies. He's been Brown Sugar, Italian Job, Monsters Ball, to name a few. Uh, he is 48 years old today. Uh, Steve, a drummer, I know you appreciate Mr. Chester Thompson. Oh, yeah. Genesis. Uh, Genesis and uh, Phil Collins' solo career as well. Um, and the two of them would, would play. They'd play together, play solo. Uh, I'd love when they would sit Preston on. They'd have the, the drum kits, so, you know, basically side by side and trade off in a song. Yeah. It was wonderful. He's celebrating his 73rd birthday so, today. hang on a second. Is he the drummer that plays this then? Uh... 
No, that's that's Phil Collins. That is Phil so Collins. So in the studio, okay. it would be Phil Collins when they were out on. Uh, so because you know Phil Collins was also singing, there right. would be times where he would. In a, in a long musical piece, he would get behind the kit and play along with Chester. Okay. Yeah, there would be some songs he would sing from the kit and yeah. some he would sing from the front. And he, you know, moved around a, a bit. So uh, Chester was there to fill out when he needed to be front man. Uh, and, of course, Chester's just great on his own. He's uh, 73 today. Monique, the actress and comedian from uh, Soul Plane and Precious and Showtime at the Apollo, is 54. And then the last birthday I saw today is Haley Steinfeld. Oh um, yeah, I was just watching True Grit yesterday. Believe it or not, I was just surfing and it was on. And she was a kid, and she was really good in that. She's coming up in, the, in a new Marvel series. She's playing, uh, um, God, in, in the, um, Jeremy Renner, his character, Hawkeye, Hawkeye Hawkeye's daughter. Grown oh, up? No oh, kidding! No yes. kidding! He's she's his daughter. I don't know. I had a brain fart. My brain's not working today. But but uh, and they they had shots of them. They're filming currently in Manhattan, and they were both walking around with their bows. Okay, and it, I'm so excited for this because in Endgame they show them at the beginning right, of the movie. Exactly, uh, she's the grown up daughter. So that must be it. Okay, she's uh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, she's also in Pitch Perfect, Edge of Seventeen. She is uh, 25 years old today. I think she has like. Many actresses is trying to have a singing career as well. Uh, yeah, you know. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. 1975, April 1975, uh, the American military played what Christmas song over Armed Forces Radio as a covert signal instructing the soldiers in Vietnam to evacuate Saigon. Two, no, it wasn't. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to uh, Nancy for the answer. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. All right, Nancy, what's the answer, please? White Christmas. White Christmas. White Christmas. Run! Hang on a second, Nancy. We'll get your information. I guess since it was played, you know, in April, it was so obvious it would stand out. And uh, and that's what they used. Uh, So hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to give you a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card. uh, Feed the family. Or feel the family. I just felt my family. They're... Wonderful. This holiday season with Carava's family bundles featuring lasagna, spaghetti, chicken, parmesan, or salmon separito, and it's available through carside carryout and delivery. Uh, they feed four to five people and start at thirty four ninety nine. For larger delivery, they feed four to five people. No, for larger parties, <laughs> dear Lord, Carava's catering serves ten and up and offers individually packaged meals. You can visit Carava's dot com for the complete menu. May I just say that it, that for catering, Carava's. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. A few times. Stamp of approval yes. for Steve. The Kardashians are headed to Hulu. According to TMZ, the family has signed a multi-million dollar streaming oh, oh. deal. Who called this? Uh, Casey. That uh, they would go to Hulu? or When just they were announcing yeah. their uh, departure from E, yep. Casey's first thing he said after that story, I bet you they're going to go to some streaming platform. Well, I actually... Uh, I was wondering if maybe they'd even start create their one. own network. Right. Well, they're, I mean, the, the, it's, you but know, I knew it's, they a, hu- going it's away. a huge deal. No, yeah. no one thought that. Yeah. Underneath the partnership, the Kardashians will have control to create their own original content, which is expected to be released sometime next year. Uh, back in September, the family announced, of course, keeping up with the Kardashians will be coming to an end next year after 20 seasons. So this is apparently their plan. In other news, Kim shared details about her tearful conversation with convicted murderer Brandon Bernard uh, minutes before he was executed for killing two people when he was 18. In the last few weeks, Kardashian joined social media 
uh, in a push to uh, convince Donald Trump to commute the sentence of Bernard, who had been on death row for 20 years. Uh, she tweeted, just spoke to Brandon for what would likely be the last time. Hardest call I've ever had. Uh, Brandon, selfless as always, was focused on his family and making sure that they are okay. He told me not to cry because our fight isn't over. Uh, she continued saying when he told me he's claustrophobic and they offered to give him a shot of sedative to calm him uh, down before they put him in the chair and he just didn't want to panic. I literally lost it. I had to mute my phone so that he wouldn't hear me cry like that. We didn't say goodbye because we wanted to be hopeful that we would talk again. Uh, we said, talk to you soon. And, of course, they went ahead with the, uh, mm-hmm. the sentence and they uh, I saw the, executed him. Yeah, I saw the um, uh, thread on Twitter. Uh, I don't know anything about this story, but... Um, hey, I'm not familiar with the case. No, I'm not familiar at all either, but, you know, uh, people weren't super-duper... Um, was the word I'm looking for supportive, uh, supportive of it because this guy killed two people, yeah, yeah. and so uh, so I guess in order for me to have an opinion, maybe I need to know do the some story. Research. Or, yeah, do yeah. Some, do, that, a little and, bit of research. And, and there are some people though that that like maybe Kim that believe even if somebody is guilty of that, that capital punishment is not necessarily yeah the right thing yeah, to do. Was, but that's it's a belief, you know. I mean, yeah, it was more a death penalty belief. issue than it was right. about this particular case, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has tested positive for COVID-19, but she says she's feeling fine right now. Uh, she announced Thursday production on her show has been suspended until January. But she's back in it again, President, because she's blaming her loser employee. So what happens when you hire idiots? Uh, she noted that anyone who has been in close contact with me has been notified and I'm following all proper CDC guidelines. She said, I'll see you again after the holidays. Please stay healthy and safe. Uh, in October, speaking to Steve here, uh, her show, of course, became one of the first to welcome a limited number of in-studio members uh, beginning October 28th. 440 fans were followed, allowed to attend tapings in person with capacity for three, 300. However, her show uh, is reportedly struggling following reports of the toxic work environment. Uh, sources told Bud, BuzzFeed News uh, that advertisers and sponsors are shying away from the show and that producers are struggling to get A-listers. Uh, this is according to a um, uh, a current employee. They said in a typical year, 12 days of giveaways is huge. We basically claimed Christmas on daytime TV. When you think of Christmas on TV, you think of The Ellen Show. Everyone wants to be in the audience. Everyone wants uh, the gifts. And so we line up these crazy sponsors, and people love it. But this year, our 12 days is more condensed we don't have as many sponsors. Yeah. So uh, c- celebs that have signed on to uh, have been largely virtual, uh, though recent in-studio guests have included uh, Leslie Odom, Brian Cranston, Diane Keaton, Nas X, and Justin Bieber. So um, I think uh, Kelly Clarkson, believe it or not, is uh, stealing a bit of the thunder. I think they're same, oh, really? same company. Yeah, And I think... Uh, the Drew Barrymore show is doing well, so no, uh, it has splintered the audience. It has a split, bit. yeah, and especially you know they haven't had their crisis yet, right? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, first of all, when I think of daytime television and Christmas, I still think of Oprah. Um, so I, Ellen was not the first thing that comes to my mind. Man, you and Oprah, you're, you guys, me, I love it. Big, uh, no, no, it's but that's, it's essentially what, that's essentially what that's essentially what she's doing. Yeah, I know. Um, but also, <laughs> how did Oprah have such a stronghold for so long? Because it seems like. It, you know, she she came on at a time she built systematically. She in Chicago, she became a a big star. Yeah, started to go national. They they hadn't done so. She actually replaced Phil Donahue, who had had that same slot. Phil Donahue did more um, newsy type content. She started to do more a blend with entertainment. 
and she dominated. So, right. but it's also there weren't. Nine hundred different choices, and right. also she's got uh, she's got the chops as a journalist too. She does. So she yeah. can do compelling interviews yeah. as opposed to, you know, fun uh, light stuff. She can do that as well, but she can dive into the meat of the stuff as well okay, yeah. and do it well. Well, and that's what made her so good is that yeah. she could do that, and she did get those interviews. She mm-hmm. had those you know very interesting interviews that you wanted to hear about, but then she could do giveaways and give people cards, put stuff yeah. under the chairs, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got a cheese wheel <laughs> under your chair. Steve, and by mentioned- the way, wait, uh, yeah. um, Rosie O'Donnell started the under the chair thing. That was oh. one of the first. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. She would hide. Oprah, I think, beat her to it. Oprah just would hide food around the studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kelly Clarkson, she's filed a lawsuit against her soon-to-be ex-husband and former manager Brandon Blackstock. Now, so they were going through a divorce. Now there's a lawsuit, according to documents obtained by OK Magazine. The singer filed paperwork attempting to void her agreement with Brandon, mm-hmm. and, or to void her agreement with Brandon and Starstruck Management, uh, the Nashville-based management company owned and operated by her former father-in-law, uh, Narvel uh, Blackstock. You! <laughs> Clarkson claims the oral agreement that she had with Starstruck was fraudulent and that Brandon and his father were operating illegally and unlicensed talent agents in California. She's seeking to be paid for what is unconscionable fees for illegal services Rendered between 2007 and 2020. So the word is is that he he uh, built her out of millions of dollars. Pilfering some, you know. What? I think that I think I have this uh, this gift. I can look at a couple kissing or hugging each other in pictures, and I can determine if that relationship will last. Oh yeah, okay. I think oh, I can. So for instance, and I, and I can see, and there's a couple of pictures of Kelly Clarkson with this guy, and uh, especially the one in the middle. Is that why you you were rooting so hard for uh, Gwyneth and Chris Martin to get back they together? Always looked in love. <laughs> I knew yeah. it because you were rooting for them. So here's what we're gonna have to do when when couples yes. get married, we're gonna have to look at them right then, right? Yes. And you're gonna have to you're and gonna weigh in. Yeah. I mean, I will gladly I'm, and then I, and then we'll keep a tally and then we'll see how and then we'll uh, you know we'll see I how you'd be honored. If yeah, you yeah. Use we should do that. I, I will accept my failure, but I yeah. want to put it to the yeah. test. You might. Yeah. Well, I believe in you. Yeah. You might be the soothsayer, man. Steve, it was kind of like that one scene in Jerry Maguire where she's watching the wedding video and she goes, yes. "Oh." He's not in love with me. Yes. She could see it in his right. eyes. Right. It's a now, similar thing. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you take a look at a picture? Well, do you look at body language? Let me ask. Yes. Did you see the Winehouse documentary yet? No. Oh, Preston. yes. Oh, no, the Amy Winehouse? Yes. Yes, I did. You saw yeah. with that guy, oh you're like, God. oh, that guy's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A piece of shit. piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> um, and they're not in love. Like, this dude is, uh, now, this dude is in love with her not. fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's dead. She's dead, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the this filing was uh, submitted a month after Narvel filed a lawsuit against Clarkson saying that she owed his company uh, millions from money that he, she had earned as a judge on The Voice and Sage, as a host of The Kelly Clarkson Show. Sage Bishop's advice would be to never give your money to anyone named Narville. <laughs> uh, Clarkson's attorneys are seeking to halt payments to Starstruck and to have her previous payments to Narvel. the firm... Uh, refunded to her. My name is Narville, and I'm a financial advisor. <laughs> I'll make sure you invest in all sorts of companies. Kathy had mentioned this in news, but there's a little follow-up to it. Time Magazine named Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as uh, 2020's uh, Person of the Year uh, for, quote, changing the American story, showing that forces of empathy are greater than the furies of division for sharing a vision of healing and grieving uh, world. And that was according to Time Editor-in-Chief Edward Felenspall. They also include, now Kathy had mentioned LeBron James, Athlete of the Year, 
Uh, Entertainer of the Year was BTS. And Business Person of the Year was Zoom CEO Eric Yawn. Now, (laughs) it it was certainly luck that helped, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic certainly made that company explode. But the mechanism was there in place, ready and, to go. And it works and great. And it works great. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that was uh, worthy of the title. Do you, do you ever have someone contact you and try to have you go on an alternate? Uh, I, I do. I speak to um, uh, patients, um, you know, uh, who are facing prostate cancer surgery mm-hmm. through Penn. And since everything has to be remote, they use their own proprietary system. Oh. So I'm like, hey. No, I've. FaceTime and Zoom are the only ones that I've yeah, really yeah, used. Yeah, we yeah. used to use Skype, and I haven't used that in a long we time. No, Skype was the dominant. I haven't tried anything else. We used. I did a, a mini college reunion over the weekend, and, and uh, we started it on uh, Google Meet, which is fine, uh, yeah. but not everybody had it, so we switched off of that and we ended up on Zoom because everybody either has Zoom on their computers or on their phones. All right. Uh, we have another story here. The Recording Academy has apologized after Tiffany Haddish slammed the Grammys for asking her to host but refusing to pay her uh, pay for her time, makeup, or wardrobe. Huh. Uh, Haddish was nominated for Best Comedy Album, spoke out to Variety saying that she'd turned down the offer after <laughs> uh, to host the pre-telecast uh, premiere ceremony. Can I uh, slam Tiffany Haddish for refusing to give us an interview after we hawked her stupid thing uh, when we interviewed her via Zoom well, a couple the, of weeks ago? The, the, the connection was horrible. It was. It was horrible. Wow. So I think she was having trouble hearing yeah. us. Behind the scenes, I hated every second of it leading leading up to it. And it just, to me, it was just getting, I should have just declined the interview because it was supposed to be 10 minutes and then it became eight and then it became six. And then it was basically three minutes of, hey, try these vitamins. And then that was that. So I got a little bad taste in my mouth about it. Okay. Uh, Casey's um, mm-hmm. acknowledgement. We, we have acknowledged your, your protest. You do not like Tiffany Haddish. No, I love is, Tiffany Haddish. Your protest has been acknowledged. Uh, all of that would have come out of my pocket, she told Variety. Uh, I don't know if this might mean I might not get nominated ever again, but I think it's disrespectful. I was like, the exposure is amazing, but I think I have enough. I appreciate you guys asking, and as much as I appreciate the honor of being nominated, that's not okay. So Harvey Mason Jr., who is the interim president and CEO of the Recording Academy, posted a statement apologizing, saying that the offer was made by a talent booker without his knowledge. He said to me, that was wrong. Uh, I'm frustrated by that decision. It was a lapse in judgment. It was a poor taste, and it it was in poor taste, and it was disrespectful to the creative community. I'm part of the creative community, and I know how that feels, and it's not right. A lot of times they'll do this stuff. If they're nominated, they'll perform. They'll do it for scale. And right. so that's a standard thing to say, can you do this for free, is kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, especially it's to host. The, you yeah. know, you get, you get paid to host. And she gave everybody vitamins. That's too, right. So, Come yeah. on, man. Mm-hmm. All right, we're happy about this. FXX has renewed It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for a whopping four more seasons. Yes. And that takes the long-running comedy through season 18. The news was announced Thursday as part of the Walt Disney Company's Investor Day with FX, FXX Chief John Landgriff delivering the good news. And with the renewal, Sonny, in terms of the number of seasons, will officially pass The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet wow. as the longest-running live-action comedy in television <laughs> 
history. Now, as they have observed, <laughs> Rob and the gang, when we talk to them, they'll have seasons that are 10 episodes, 11 episodes. But still, yeah. that's effing awesome. Yeah, debuting way back to the old days of 2005. That's when uh, that's when it debuted. Uh, after eight seasons on FX, Sonny moved to sister network FXX in 2013 for nine seasons. It last uh, it's last aired in November 2019 with the conclusion of season 14 with a total of 154 episodes so far. I'm wondering how many episodes um, in the first years Ozzy and Harriet oh. ran for as for comparison. So this is the longest running in, in number of seasons, but I'm curious how many episodes that ran for. I, I mean, episodes in those TV shows of oh that God. time were like 35. Yep, they yeah. ran them quite a bit. Uh, so Sunny was initially renewed for season 15. Uh, back in May, Nick is looking up the um, number of episode count. There it is, four thirty-five. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, but still, this this run this many years—it's incredible. <laughs> it is great. So it we is love great. those guys. Man, this is sad news, Casey. I don't know if you heard this yeah, or not. You followed it. wrestling yeah. uh, for the longest time. Tommy <laughs> Tiny Lister, who appeared in Friday and The Fifth Element and oh. lots of other movies. Oh my God! Also, a professional wrestler passed away uh-huh. yesterday. That sucks. Yeah. He was that Zeus. Guy. He was Zeus. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he was in tons of movies. Um, and I always loved when he would pop up. You know, man. he just popped up, and he was—I think it was him, wasn't he? In uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The, he's like, the one who grabs the on the, the, on the, on the, on the Yeah, yeah. And and well, I'm gonna do what you should have done 15 yeah. minutes ago. It's a great scene. Yeah. Uh, and he was—he was the guy in that he—he he was. Who's up for tapas? Uh, <laughs> I love those things. I, I'm up for it. He's huge. <laughs> I like tapas. Uh, he was found... Wait, un- is a snack bar in this store? He was found unresponsive in his apartment in Marina Del Rey, California, after displaying symptoms of COVID-19 in recent days. He had been working on a film and had to cancel shooting after falling ill. How old uh, was he again, person? Uh, he was... Steve, I want to say he was like 67 years old. I'm not... Only, like, no, oh. only 62. Oh, 62. Oh, man. Uh, Lister wrestled Hulk Hogan in the World Wrestling Federation and appeared as Zeus in 1989's No Holds Barred. He later spent time in World Championship Wrestling where he was billed as Z-Gangsta. You know what's funny, too, is that his use in The Fifth Element... Yeah. You know him for his uh, his alter egos in these other movies, and he's a very uh, intelligent, uh, you know, the, the the president. He's playing basically the president. Yeah, he was the galactic y- yeah, president, president, and he's mm-hmm. eloquent, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, he was also, let's see, the actor who was uh, blind in his right eye. I knew that, it, I, I didn't know fully that he was blind. I knew no. that it was a unique looking, it was yeah. like his grayish, bluish color. Uh, but he was blind in that eye. He played the neighborhood bully Debo in Friday and <laughs> appeared in the sequel next Friday. Uh, other appearances, as we said earlier, include The Dark Knight, uh, the bail agent in Jackie Brown. He also had a supporting role in Zootopia as the voice of Fennec Fox. Do you know what his first job was, though? He worked on a succulent farm. Cat. I didn't know. <laughs> Steve, I forgot about this. In Little Nicky. He was oh. Nikki's brother, Cassius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love that. He was in Austin Powers' gold member um, and, like we said, the fifth element as well. He appeared that- in music videos for French Montana, 50 Cent, Sublime, Ice Cube, Tremillionaire, and Young Bleed. You want to know the type of guest we love interviewing? That it would have been, I would have loved yeah. to have had him on the show. Yeah. That just sucks. Uh, Casey, I also remember him from uh, uh, Harry Crumb. He was, Who's he, Harry Crump? Yeah, I don't remember in, that movie. Oh, I thought you John did. John Candy. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I saw it, and he, I, 
I just don't remember the. He had a scene in that as well. Uh, The six foot five inch Lister grew up in Compton. Uh, won the national shot put title in college. Wow! So he was a, he was a collegiate champion. We have audio uh, of his first shot putting. Uh, oh, wow. Briefly played football before deciding to become an actor, and he was survived by one daughter. So sad uh-huh. news. Sixty two years old, Tommy. Way too Tiny. young. The uh, the fight scene in Friday when he and Ice Cube go at it, I don't know why, but it always makes me nervous because I'm afraid Ice Cube is going to lose because he's <laughs> such a like, massive, imposing guy, and uh, Ice Cube beats the crap out of him. There are some times, like, for example, in the Fast and the Furious films, when Vin Diesel fights Dwayne Johnson, right? I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> yep, yep. If if Dwayne Johnson doesn't puree his ass in this movie, it's just ridiculous. Uh, okay, guys, I know you feel bad, but Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen sold their New York City apartment. I know you guys were looking at it. I was looking at it. Um, so the quarterback and supermodel now live in Tampa, Florida. They sold their property in Manhattan's Tribeca neighborhood for just under forty million dollars. <laughs> it's an apartment. $40 million, oh yes. Uh, the source tells people that... It has they, a washer-dryer, though. Well, they still own another apartment in the Big Apple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to a source, they said uh, they own another place in the city, so this was just downsizing uh, because they're in Tampa full-time. And, and they left a, a closet full of board games, Preston. Oh, that's yeah. nice for the next owners. Uh, they're shopping around L.A. as well. Uh, they previously sold a high-rise Manhattan residence that had been listed for $14 million in 2018. Uh, the final sale price was not disclosed on that. Uh, Brady has a huge presence in New York because his son, John, who they call Jack, uh, lives there with his mother, Bridget Moynihan. Do they ever call Jack's John? That's a good question. Yeah. Are some people named Jack? Jack? I don't know. I'm sure there are. Uh, as for Brady and Bunchen's Los Angeles house hunt, a real estate insider tells people that the couple is thinking ahead beyond Brady's football career. Darth Vader is returning to a galaxy far, far away. President of Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy announced at uh, the Disney Investors Day that uh, the Star Wars prequel star Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Darth Vader for the Obi-Wan spinoff series. So this is actually very interesting because on that second trilogy, I, I felt it got the best when this occurred. When when he be, when he Anakin became completely evil and and became Darth Vader. That yeah. was that to me was intriguing. And of course, Ewan McGregor, I feel, was the heart and soul of that second trilogy. Agreed. So this could be interesting. So Ewan, Ewan McGregor is going to star in this. Uh, according to Lucasfilm, the new series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith. I hope his burns have cleared up. Uh, additionally, actors joining the series, including uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who appear as Star Wars legacy character Mon Mothma. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, it's the lady that she shows up in uh, Rogue One as well. Um, she's like this uh, tall, peaceful lady with short cropped hair. Okay. Uh, she's in the first. Uh, she's in A New Hope. Um, okay. You'd recognize She has it. an Etsy account. She has an Etsy account. She sells uh, long flowing robes. <laughs> okay. They're usually white. Uh, and Stellan Skarsgård and others. Revenge of the Sith saw Anakin Skywalker transform from Padawan to Sith Lord Darth Vader. And whether we'll get to see Christensen without the Vader mask remains to be seen. But why wouldn't they? I well, mean, if you're going to cast somebody. Like the Mandalorian has you, so we're, you know, almost to the end of the second season, and you've only seen his face for about 20 seconds. Okay. Without the helmet on. Uh, so this is going to happen. 
Uh, let's see what else. One more quick thing, because uh, I have a lot of stories that I could get to. But, let's do it. Let's you know, go for broke. Two, two more quick things. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar revealed that he had prostate cancer. What? Uh, the disclosure came in an article he wrote for WebMD about health risks uh, faced by black people. Why um, did he call me? Uh, the 73-year-old NBA career-scoring leader didn't give further details in the article, in which he said that he had a heart bypass surgery. Um, he also said that he's been able to get better care than many African-Americans in part because of his celebrity and also because uh, two sons work in the healthcare field. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, chronic uh, myeloid leukemia in 2008. But, Steve, I don't know the timeline of when he had prostate cancer or anything Was this anything before like or after that. he was a pilot? That's it. I- you try dragging clam beer up and down the court. <laughs> I'm out there busting my buttons every night. He was so great in that movie. In the airplane. Uh, and then one last story after winning an Oscar together on Argo. George Clooney is tapping Ben Affleck to star in The Tender Bar for Amazon Studios. Is it about chicken tenders? No, it's a story based on J.R. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan's... <laughs> Gets a long name. Uh, more, no, it's not all that. I was mispronouncing it. <laughs> Moringer's. Like, why would you go with nine variations on the same sounding name? J.R. Moringer's memoir Moringering. about growing up in... It's Moringer's memoir. Moringer. Uh, growing up in Long Island and looking for father figures at his uncle's bar. Oh, I grew up in Long Island. So I don't know. Yes, you did. <laughs> Maybe you ran into each other. Maybe you ran into yourself. Maybe he was looking at me as a father figure. Um, all right, so it's Friday, and that means we got to talk about movies opening up in the theater. So let's see what we get today. All right, so we have The Stand-In. Uh, it's a comedy. It's uh, Drew Barrymore, Holland, Tyler, Taylor, and T.J. Miller. Um, it's about a stand-in that takes over an actress's career and identity after performing her community service for tax evasion. Uh, hour and 42 minutes long, rated R, streaming and in theaters. Rotten Tomatoes gives it, ooh, 19%. Ooh, boy. It seems mm. very stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's three titles. So the second one is Songbird. It's a mystery and thriller. Uh, it stars K.J. Apa, Bradley Whitford, Alexandra Daddario. And the, it's about, excuse me, immune to the COVID-23 virus. Uh. A courier races against time to save the woman he loves from a quarantine camp. I love you. Hour and a half long, PG-13, and it's video on demand, Rotten Tomato score, 14%. So it's better than the stand-in by 1%. And then the last movie we have is The Prom. It's a comedy musical, stars Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, to name a few. The plot is, down on their luck, Broadway stars shake up a small Indiana town as they rally behind a team who wants to go to the prom with her girlfriend. Uh, two hours, 11 minutes long, PG-13. It's on Netflix, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 64%. So that's the pick of the litter there. That is the one. We are now ready for <clears throat> clips. Mother is forced to go on the run after her husband betrays his business partner in the new Amazon Prime movie, I'm Your Woman. In this clip, director Julia Hart explains how she zeroed in on the film star Rachel Bosnahan. 
Uh, and we have the clip. Here we go. Around the time that we came up with the idea for the film, we were watching her on House of Cards. And then when it was coming time to cast it, we watched her on Mrs. Maisel and we couldn't believe that it was the same actor. It's such an incredible range that she has. And so we love the idea of her playing yet another very different type of part, which any great actor can do. I don't I don't want to I don't think I want to see it. Uh, I'm Your Woman. It can be streamed on Amazon Prime. She uh, looks video com- today. completely different. Totally different. Completely we're, we're looking different. at a video uh, of this, and I'm and I was like, "Who is that?" And sure enough, it's Rachel Brosnahan. She doesn't look anything. That that's not Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> All right, next clip. Here we go. Star-studded cast, headlined by James Corden and Meryl Streep, takes the prom. One of next Netflix's biggest films this holiday season. And in this clip, James talks about his reaction to the movie's massive sets. I cannot stress enough, it was an empty parking lot, a mass of storage containers, and then just in between them, a Broadway street, a block of Broadway. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman came on the set, and the pair of them were like, I've never seen set design like this. And I was like, well, if you two are saying that, then I'm doubly blown away by it all. Fabulous! Uh, The prom is available to watch. Watch on Netflix today. And that's it. The chock full entertainment report. I didn't even get to everything. There's other, I mean, if you want to talk about, well, maybe we can talk about it later, but lots the, the things lots. that Disney announced and, the, yeah. and these new shows and Marvel, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I tell you. All right, um, let's take a break because we got a lot to get to today. Kevin Bacon is going to be on our show this morning. Yeah. In the 9 o'clock hour. I'm excited for that. Other guests and stuff coming up as well. We'll take a break. Come back with it all. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Pollyannabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like handboards, surf skateboards, Godshaw's turkey bacon, and Jabra. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Pollyannabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 W. WMMR. Everything that rocks. A little personal news to pass along. Oh, Uh, no. Yeah. You're pregnant. No, 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 no. But it is medically related. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. And it's so weird because I don't know how I did this. I have no idea how I did this. On uh, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, I came in and my index finger hurt. It hurt to bend it. Um... It, it would make this popping noise every now and then. It felt like it was swollen, even though it didn't look like it was swollen. I'm like, man, what? So I, I go through the week. It's, it's the kind of thing you're probably inclined to, uh, so I'll just shake it off. Yeah, exactly. Right, blah, blah, blah. So I go through a, a, a week. It still hurts. I, I texted Dr. Mike. He gave me some advice. It's freaking broken, man. I what? broke. I, I have, a, I have a, a fracture in my index finger. And I have no idea how I did it. So there was no point at no. which you like closed it in a door. So just out of the blue, not that I can remember, your bones are breaking. Yes, I mean that. I, stuff like that drives me crazy. Where I you feel, like, 
What? I feel like Mr. Glass. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, from Unbreakable. Right. You know. Uh, what, what part of your finger? It. I don't know. I didn't look at the X-ray, uh, so I'm I'm gonna go to a doctor today. The loving part. And he's gonna show. I got the X-ray yesterday, and then I just got word back. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. from Doctor Mike that it's fractured. Uh, so I go to a specialist today, a hand expert. Are you gonna have to do physical therapy? Oh, I don't know. I doubt. No, they're gonna they're gonna put a, a freaking brace on it, and you know, that and sucks. I'll just deal with it for a few weeks. But I'm, and you, you'd gotten so good at wiping. I'm just yeah. mystified huh. that I broke it without any known trauma. Mm. I don't know like what you the didn't hell hit happened. Your hand? So do here's you the deal. So okay, I I I, I had I remember Casey. I was complaining about my finger. I don't remember this or not. What day did it first start? It was Wednesday. Wednesday. It was not this past right. Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. I'm walking down the hall. Our uh, uh, our maintenance guy, uh, yeah. um, Jay was in the hallway, and I go, hey, man, and I flung my arm up, <laughs> and I banged it on something on the wall, okay. either door, but Kathy, it had already been hurting. It had already oh. was, was, and then I just go, oh, man, you know, I'm like, God damn it, damn it, and then, but it couldn't have been that because it had already hurt before that. It was already making the popping noise. Yeah. It was already doing this thing. Can you, re- but no time, listen, the odds that that, Simple flick will broke your finger. I think it had to have been broken before. This it, was the, be, it, may, it may have exacerbated it. Yeah. Wednesday after uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, correct. Okay. Not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. I, I it was like a like, week and a half ago. Were you doing like finger guns by any chance? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Did um, you happen to, I don't even know, like maybe have sex on a hard surface, not a bed, maybe a floor or something like that, <laughs> and maybe it got caught underneath? <laughs> at, Certain point, <laughs> he knows something about my personal life. That's why he's bringing. I'm it up. just wondering. I'm just trying to figure out how this maybe happened, and you know, in the throes of passion, the, the floor wasn't very forgiving. Yeah. as far as um, yes. where you got a waterbed. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Case. Maybe it happened. <laughs> because honestly, there are other things going on that you wouldn't even pay attention to the slightest break because I- other. Awesome things are happening. I've wondered for like for, with with toes and things like that, and um, so you know, I, obviously, I, I don't want to tell them because it's a it, it's a, it's a brag story about yeah. how I saved someone from a, a, a dodgeball injury, right? Uh, but my <laughs> it's my index finger, which has now healed itself up pretty nicely, Preston. Yeah. If you look, it's taken years, but it's linear. But uh, at that point, I you know you these are the things that you just you. If you could have very easily have passed on it, right? Do you think if you you were kind of going back and forth in your mind, should I go, should I not, should I go? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you could have just said, ah, the hell with it. If you said, ah, uh, what the hell with it, what would happen? Uh, what, and went... With the broken finger. There would have been nothing wrong with it. Right. And yeah, it, w- it would have eventually have healed in a weird way, right? There, there have been so many times that, I, uh, that I've gone to the doctor with a problem or something like that, and I almost get laughed right out of the office. Yeah. So, uh, so that is what kept me from going right away, because it hurt pretty bad. That's what kept me from going to the doctor right away, because I didn't want to be wasting anybody's time, and I didn't want to get to, you know, I didn't want to get the guilt trip uh, from... <laughs> Going you in feel like an idiot if you go in there. Yeah, so... That's the way they laughed at me when I went in with my lady. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's, it's inflamed. Uh, there's a couple of texts. That says, this one says, press, I injure myself in my sleep all the time. Oh. Uh, this person says, I have fractured my foot two years in a row by just walking barefoot. I mean, like not yeah. stubbing their toe yeah, yeah. You know or, what? or doing anything like that. My brother got a stretch fracture in one foot because he had plantar fasciitis in the other foot. He he might have actually gotten the stretch fracture in the same foot as the plantar fasciitis, <laughs> but sucks. but because of the way he was limping yeah. because of the plantar fasciitis, and that's what he gets 
for calling my plantar fasciitis plantar vaginitis. <laughs> so... So he got it too. So he got karma. Well, you better watch it. It's his karma. <laughs> oh, that's great. Remember, guess what? It hurts, man. <laughs> I yeah. remember one time watching the Tempest Bledsoe talk show. Yes. And she had vitiligo. I said, that's, uh, that's something I wouldn't like to get. <laughs> I got it. And you yeah. got it. So now whenever I see a disease or a mouth, uh, I, I want that. Yeah. Because it works the other way. Yes. Uh, by the way, somebody also texted and said, and they said, don't worry, Rochelle will fix it. <laughs> yeah. um, so here you go. So this person says, President, I had the same issue. My right index finger had three hairline fractures. No idea how it happened. It hurt for about two months. It must be easy to do. Maybe. Yeah. Your index finger, though, that's your business finger. Yeah, it's oh, my wife's favorite yeah, finger. Yeah, that's your finger. In fact, you call it little, little Preston. It's her favorite finger. Little Preston wants a nookie. <laughs> Here comes Pointer. Here comes Pointer. Uh, what are they all called? Wait a minute. Pointer? Uh, Thumbkin? Thumbkin! Pointer. Uh, pinky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I know is Thumbkin. Thumbkin and Pointer. I don't remember okay. the rest. I couldn't remember Thumbkin. And okay. the rest. Yeah, and the rest. <laughs> Um, are here on Gilligan's Island. This may be a really stupid question, but what what's the difference between a uh, broken bone and a fracture? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because we're going to the phones oh. to a man who's on Fox 29. Yeah. Uh, so, Penn Madison, my boy. I'm waiting for the music here. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, straight from the office, Dr. Mike Sorigliano. What's up, Dr. Mike? Uh, so, uh, one, I, what did I say the first time? I think Rochelle did this to you. Oh, and by the way, I, I give Dr. Mike the freedom to speak about my broken finger, yes. HIPAA, and so and forth. financial so, situation. Yeah, that, if he knows it, sure, why not? I, I give him full permission here on the air. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. Mike, I... I called him. See, you know what? I felt like a like, like a, a dork bothering you with that because I'm like, there's going to be nothing wrong with this. And, of course, turns out it's it's fractured. It's all right. I'm just doing a tracheotomy. Yeah. Listen, so number one, Sir William Osler, the father of American medicine, said, listen to the patient and they will tell you the diagnosis. Secondly, I like tests. You ask anybody around the country. Yeah, I know. You do. Yeah. You, do you do like tests. But you have to listen to your body. Yeah. And so if you have pain that's not going away, you don't want to ignore it. And you know who does that a lot? Men. Yep. Men tend to ignore their symptoms, and they don't get the medical care that they need. So you call. You do it. You get it done. We made a diagnosis. Now, interestingly, when people have fractures and we don't know why, we worry about two things, not in your case of course, but do they have low bone density, osteoporosis? That can happen. Uh, and secondly, God forbid, you have what's called a malignant fracture where there's a tumor and that can lead to an unexplained fracture, even just sitting. It's honestly, it kind of, what I, it's what I thought. I've never heard of that term before, Mike, but I was like, this thing had hurt. I didn't do anything to it. I'm like, I got cancer in my hand. Mm. I got some kind of tumor in my that's hand. That's it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. I need a hysterectomy. <laughs> well, what what came to me the first the first thing that came to my mind is you're a drummer. That's what I was. That's it, that actually occurred yeah. to me, Mike. The, but, the, the but, same the same notion with because with and and you do it often. You but, do it a lot. But I haven't played in like a month. I've been taking a break, so I knew for you sure you picked up the sousaphone. That wasn't it. Yes, which is much easier on the fingers. Um, so so yeah, I, it was strange. And, and can you answer Nick's question, Mike? What is the difference between a break and a fracture? 
Well, it's a matter of semantics. I okay. mean, a oh. fracture is a break in the bone. But, and there's all kinds of fractures. <clears throat> there's displaced fractures. Yours was non-displaced, meaning that the bone wasn't out of uh, – it, it, it wasn't uh, separated. It wasn't moved over to one side. wasn't well, sticking through the skin, nothing, nothing that serious. So it was just a, uh, uh, a fracture where the bone was intact, but it was – broken. Now, uh, it's all a matter of, of, of semantics. And, and the thing is, you can do stuff to yourself, especially, uh, Preston, as we get older, uh, things are, you know, the cartilage and the connective tissue is not what it was when you're 18. Yeah. yeah uh, my cartilage when I was 18. Oh, God man. Damn. Mm. Would get hard like that. Unbelievable. All you had to do is talk yeah. about cartilage. <laughs> my like cartilage would stiffen up. <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning, the sheet would be poking up. <laughs> <laughs> my cartilage <laughs> um yeah well uh so so now i'm going to uh, a specialist dr bozenka yeah uh today and he's going to uh i've, I've actually had to go to him before well when, could... I, when i broke my left hand oh <laughs> you know, lucky you that was indoor skydiving so mike if you were if... <laughs> so mike if you were to just let something like this go what would be the long-term prognosis well, it, it probably it could turn into arthritis. It, mm. it could uh, cause chronic pain. Uh, you just want to make sure that you take care of it, especially uh, if you don't get an x-ray, you really don't know whether it's displaced or not. Mm. And it's not the right thing to do. You, it, knowledge is power. And so when you have the knowledge that there is a fracture there, then you take care of it. Now, what is he going to do? He'll probably either brace it or put it in a cast or something like that. Uh, but the issue then is you you take care of it and you do the right thing so you don't end up having arthritis down the road or or worse chronic pain. That's what you want to avoid. Okay. All right. Well, it, this is the potential for a for a very touching, inspiring story of a man who comes back from his finger and, <laughs> from a finger don't fracture. Yes. Finger blaster. <laughs> finger blaster. <laughs> it was his wife's favorite finger. Yeah. Something's <laughs> missing in our relationship. I can't get my finger to work. <laughs> All right. And then uh, a young God. therapist comes in. Yeah. I am Kathy Romano. I know all about finger blasting. <laughs> so so our, that's our sage advice. Sage that's advice from, uh, uh, the from man. Dr. Mike. Yeah. All right, Dr. Mike, thank you, sir. We love you. You know that. Listen, this is why I'm always, uh, they're always watching me. At the <laughs> well, we get you in trouble, but you get yourself in trouble. That's why we, we get along so well. Never know where I'm going. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Be safe, be safe, be safe. All right. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. All right. Hang on a second here. David uh, wants to comment. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Long time listener. First time caller. Excellent. Excellent. So am I reading correctly? You pretty much have the same thing as me? Dude, I just got off night shift at Jefferson Hospital, hopped in the car, and heard you talking about this, and I was like, uh, it was like deja vu. How, uh, how long has it been bothering you? Uh, about two weeks now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you... just... Go ahead. All right. Same thing. So index finger and it's popping. Left index finger. When I bend it, it pops. It hey. hurts. It doesn't look swollen. Yeah. I, but... I went to my chiropractor the other day and told him about it. He yanked it. It popped. Like oh, oh boy. Dr. Mike did you just passed out when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, <laughs> chiropractor. Because, um, uh, yeah, that was yank my finger. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, dude. I listen. It was. It was. It. It felt like it was swollen, but it didn't. It doesn't look like it. That's the way it feels to me. And so, sure enough, I, you, you should go. You go get an X-ray, dude. Well, now I'm going to. So, and I'm going to take care of a couple other things that have been bothering me. I got a big toe that's half numb, and uh, so I figured maybe two for one on the. X-ray. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, good luck, David. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. All right. We'll see you. Listen, I several years ago, I finally to start decided if something's bothering me. Go to the damn doctor. I yeah. used to I used to put it off, put it off. This one I put off. This is unlike me. I haven't done yeah. that in a while. And here, and I should have gone a week ago. Yeah, I've been having some problems with my uh, shoulder slash chest area that I'm like, I'm not going to go to the doctor because I think it's just a it's a direct result of me having a daily football catch with my son. Yeah, but be. you know, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I really I don't know if this is like more severe than it than it you know maybe feels like uh but what i really wanted to ask was at what point did because i remember when i was a kid when i because i broke a couple of bones i went to my doctor and in the basement of my doctor's office they had an x-ray machine and they don't do that anymore right there's only like one place that i can think of that in let's say in even the last decade that they actually had an x-ray machine in the office now they have to order you one. Or you go you, out. Right? You have to. You have to go to a radiology yeah. uh, place to get an X ray. Right, and and, oh. and that's the part of it that's like the pain in the ass. I'm like, it used to be so easy, fun. You, yeah. No, not fun, but it was easy. You just went to one place. Right. That you know they go. Okay, we're gonna have to take you for an X ray. Go downstairs, get the X ray. Okay, it's broken. Let's cast it up. And now you got like three different trips. I know. And that's it's, what sucks. It's a pain in the ass because yeah. because now there's full radiology departments. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's where you got to go. And well, uh, th- th- that's why I do love the you know the, the pen setup is that you're you're kind of within the same area there. But I mean, still, you know, it, it's it's like <laughs> yeah. it, it eats yeah. up a good chunk of your day. But listen, you could have had you you don't you don't want to have arthritis because this injury becomes something more profound, as Dr. Mike was saying, you yeah. know, and it's your wife's favorite finger. We know that. I know. I know. I got to save it. Uh, so anyway, it'll you be You put a little desk. tuxedo on it when it's all healed, Preston. But I just, I, I just thought it was weird that I don't know how it happened. Who wants so. to have some fun? <laughs> Maybe it's the dementia thing, Kathy. Maybe that's uh, oh. what we are talking oh, yeah. about. Do you call it Tony, Preston? Yeah. yeah. Tony. Yeah, right. <laughs> your wife really wants some. <laughs> From The Shining. The early um, onset of dementia, yeah. Well, Kathy has a, a story to share as well, oh, and man. it has to do with uh, wearing a mask. Yeah. What happened? So, uh, Marissa, Casey, and I were having a discussion about, um, like, masks and them getting dirty and it just being, like, just, you know, some of it being disgusting, you got to wash them, all that kind of stuff. And so this happened a little while ago, uh, but I... That just made me think of it when we had that conversation yesterday. So (laughs) I was at a restaurant and I had had a couple glasses of wine and I went to use the restroom. And uh, in using the restroom, I, uh, you know, women don't sit, they hover. There's a whole, you know, process when you go into the bathroom. Uh, And my... Are we going to do that, the whole story? (laughs) uh, And so my mask was hanging on one ear like yeah. i didn't fully take it off and hold it in my hands yeah uh because you got to maneuver a few things i was holding like you know part of my shirt up and then you got to reach for the toilet paper you got to hover yeah so it was hanging on the one side of my ear oh, no i know where this is going and it fell directly in the toilet in the toilet oh. yes listen oh. is this why you have this chain on it now, now? now i thought listen, you were no. going to say on the ground no no and i was going to say whatever but the toilet in, in the toilet even that would gross me out uh you think? Yeah. It was awful. Had it you was made poopies? Disgusting. No. No big so, 
this was a like I said, this was a little while ago. I wasn't in Pennsylvania. I was in New York. There Worse. were different, but there were different restrictions. Like you know, when you go into a place, yeah. like you, you know, yeah. a lot of places, like down at the Jersey Shore. Uh, when I went to a restaurant there, it was outside. But even just walking to your table, they stopped you and they're like, "Hey, you know, put your masks on. Right. Put your mask on." Right. So I, like, <laughs> oh, I was no. nervous. I was. I now I'm stuck in the bathroom. So I'm like. Well, what do I do? I had a shirt on that I could not put up over my face because you get low cut. Uh, well, it, yes. So it was low cut, and had I pulled it up, then like my, my stomach. stomach would have been yeah. hanging. Out. Like it just yeah. was not. Everything was not. Nothing was going my way. Yeah. Okay? Kathy would come out looking like she's doing the dance of the seven veils with this over her, over her face and her, her entire. We'll be played with the Casbah <laughs> now. The more I think about it, and as I thought about it in the past, uh, you know, couple of months since it's happened, yeah. um, my reaction was not what should have been done. What was your reaction? Well, I should have just walked to the table from the bathroom. I yeah. mean, listen, I, I get it. Yes, we have to wear masks, and I do wear my mask everywhere. But, like, there was... The, it was in the toilet. There was no, piss on it. There was piss on it. I can't put that back on. <laughs> Except I did. What? <laughs> Get out what? of here. What? I was so nervous to walk. I don't know why. It's, like, it's not like somebody's going to like sniper shoot me because yeah. I have no freaking mask. mask on. But was it already wet? Let me ask you. Was was the mask? It was wet. Why would it have been wet? You dropped it in the oh, toilet. Yeah, after I dropped yeah, yeah. it, sure. Yeah, okay. So did you then wash, wash it? No, I took it out of the toilet. So now my hand <laughs> had to go in the yeah. toilet. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, you I, shouldn't have used your hands. You should have grabbed it with your teeth. It was seriously. Well, and this is all like coronavirus, <laughs> you know, our, sure. our life now. So, yeah. of course, Corona every, piss. everywhere I go, I think I'm going to get it. And yeah. now I've got to stick my hand in a freaking public toilet Steve. and pull out my mask. Kathy reached in the toilet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I think that those. Preston, I think those were actually my word, the words coming out of my mouth. So I washed it as best I could with okay. the hand soap in the bathroom. Right. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I was in there a while, and then I, like, wrung it out, uh, and I was like, could you? Was there Was there what an electric hand dryer? Uh, uh, yes, there was so an electric. So you could dry it with uh, that? Like, a little bit, but it also, it was, like, one of those ones that was, like... Um, you know, like, it was, there was yeah. no It wasn't a Dyson. It. it was, yeah. No. Wait, were you wearing a bra? Uh, yes. Could I you have always, fashioned a face mask out of the bra? I always wear a bra. Um, Steve, listen, I, I just, again, I had had like a, I had like a couple yeah. glasses of wine. And right, so right. I was like, you can't. So I'm stuck in this bathroom. I'm like, you can't leave. It's horrible. Until you can put the mask back on. It's horrible. On. And I did. Mm-hmm. I stood there for a little while and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do it. Like, maybe I'll just make a run for it. But like, you what? did it. And I. I put the mask on and I went back to the table. Oh my god! I'm surprised you're still alive. I'm really surprised I'm still alive. Do you bring? Do you bring? So I have around the stick shift in my car. I have three masks, uh, just for you know, just for the. So I I have a backup. I went into now. This is nothing like your case, but I went into Primo. (laughs) You know now because it's the winter. You're putting on a. You're putting on a thing on your head. You're putting maybe a scarf. You got you know. So you're now you're like you know assembling your uniform when you're going out in inclement weather. And I forgot the mask. So I go walking into Primo and I'm like, ah, you know, right. and, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm pulling up the shirt and I'm like, and fortunately they had a mask. They could give me, give me there. So did you have your phone with you in the bathroom? No, I don't, I didn't oh. have anything with me. Like I just, I was going to say that would, you could have called, called whoever you were with yeah. and said, bring me, bring me a mask. I'm not to hire a hitman to right. kill me right now. <laughs> you could you come that. to the bathroom? And shoot me in the head. Of all the people, yeah. this to right, happen to, right? yeah, 
It would have been great, though, Kathy, if you had had raging diarrhea. No, no, oh, it was man. nothing like that. And, and I mean, that would be a story. That would and, be a better movie than your finger movie. And they were out of toilet paper. Yes. So she would have oh. no choice but to use the mask, mask to wipe. Oh, oh my God. So I guess oh, here's God, what you might have been able to do, and this is hindsight. I just gave myself a dirty Sanchez. Kathy is taking some toilet paper, I'll and as you walk my... up, hold it over your face. I'm sure there were And ma- then go to the maitre d' or whoever and, and ask if there was a, you know, if they had any disposable yeah, masks so, or something Preston, like that. there were many other options that... <laughs> Could have, you know, taken place. But they've but, got everyone so wound up with but this. That's what, that's what I mean. I was nervous, and I was like, I'm in New York. Like, um, what are the rules here? Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, and, like, things had just gone into effect, and oh, my God. So The truth of the matter is, an choice. occasional lapse is not, you know, yeah. is well, not good. So, I mean, did you have to slap a piss-soaked mask on your face? Could I have no. just walked through the restaurant yeah. to my table and been like, I'm yeah. so Holding sorry, your mask, there's piss all over You it. could have even held the mask <laughs> off your face and or said, like my arm. Can you help me out? Yeah. I dropped this in the toilet. Exactly. So yeah. many other options. Yeah. Oh, could you help me out with that steak knife? Could you plunge it into my throat? <laughs> yes. yeah. Nine times? Unless you're standing there going, this is America and you're going to make me do no, this. It's no. not going to be not that big of a was. deal. So, uh, no, I know that's yeah. not what it was, but I think people are understanding yeah, yeah, if you yeah. just come up and say, look, I, I, I dropped my mask in the, in the crapper. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. but I was I was so nervous and I didn't know what to do and the, oh my that's god funny. and so like I don't like to think about it so I think that's why I did, I originally didn't out. bring it up to you guys yeah. and then I had this conversation. <laughs> but we handled with, it uh, uh, thoughtfully. Yeah, right. You guys helped <laughs> yeah. a lot. Only one or two diarrhea mentions. Uh, how long before you got home or after you got home did you take a shower? Oh yeah, no shower and like the that mask. You must have ran your like, chin across a wood plane. <laughs> like I could have washed it, but I was like, no, this is forever. You just throw it away. Gone. <laughs> this needs to go in the trash. By the yeah. way, like it's the the thing with the the mask. Like if sometimes you don't realize, you know, like you've eaten something and and then you put the mask back on and you're like, oh my god. I can smell, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I hate that. So I will, I will, I will take a little like cologne or something, or a little Febreze or something, just to freshen it up. I was outside at a crazy at a fire pit, yeah. uh, And the next day, I put the mask on to come here into work, and I don't put it on until I get to the front door. And I was like, oh, oh my god, this is so strong! Like the smell was giving me a headache. Ah, it's horrible. Several times I've been at like Wawa and making up a cup of coffee and I mix in, you know, creamer and a little bit of milk and stir it up and then I take it up to the <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I love that. And I've actually yeah. spilled some on my mask. Yes. Yes. You idiot. So I, I always put a straw in like like a little the little stir stick straw. Yeah. And it bink and it bends on my mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh Kath, in, in our conversation yesterday that I guess sparked this memory for you, uh we were talking about sneezing into your yeah. mask. I had to sneeze into my mask three times yesterday after, and that I think might be the first time that I actually had to sneeze while wearing the mask. Was and it the rapid fire sneezes that you have, like three in a row? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, they were th- so. Essentially, it was like nine sneezes. So it was three. Oh, wow. three sets, sets of, three. of three sneezes. I'm good at math. Uh, you are. <laughs> um, but we were talking about whether or not you take your mask off to sneeze, which makes. If you're Zero outside, yeah. or, listen, I was inside when I did it, so I, I, I had no I don't choice. know. I, who the hell knows? Yeah. I, like, I'll tell people, 
like sometimes it depends. You want to honor people's sensitivity and err on the side of caution and err on the side of caution and be respectful and whatever your level of fear about all of this is. Yeah. And you try to do the right thing. Like in here in the studio, I will go into the corner and elbow into the, the deal. You can also case if you want to, you know, pull your mask up and put your face down. You pull your shirt. Yeah, I guess you're right. Your shirt collar up and sneeze into it because, I mean, while that's not a pretty thing to do either, uh, at least it won't be cake on the mask that's sitting on your I face. understand that if you piss all over your mask stop. and then sneeze, right. it will stop any contagions right. from being released. <laughs> well, yeah. I watched the guy. He was working a booth at the mall, and this is probably towards the end of the summer. He pulled his mask down to cough. I was like, what the frick are you I doing? Know. Like, that... Guy, you just you you're, make you're doing no wrong. sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah, drop in the toilet first. Yeah. That's what God, you got to do. Oh, wow, Kathy. I know, pray for me. I'm, I'm, no, oh. I'm actually, I'm kind of proud oh, uh, yeah. of Don't you be. Uh, for, <laughs> you know, you could have done other things, but the fact that you did that is bravery. You know, so. when there's a little wine involved, it's like it doesn't feel as as bad. Right, right. You should have said your water broke. <laughs> Steve, there were so many other options. Just uh, bigger issues here. Forget the mask. This wow. woman is just about to give birth. You're hardly showing at all. <laughs> um, all right. Anyhow, that's an interesting story. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Listen, Thanks. we got to move things along. We have some guests on the program today. We're going to have Brooke Burns on. We have Kevin Bacon on. They're both in the 9 o'clock hour. But I would like to give away some uh, virtual seats for a virtual screening of the movie Greenland with uh, Gerard Butler. Is it Greenland or Greenland? Greenland. It's Greenland. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, December 15th at 7.30 p.m. We'll take, uh, let's take seven callers, 215-263-WMMR, and we'll put you on the list. Uh, it's on demand everywhere on December 18th, by the way. We'll take a break, and we will be right back with the Bizarre File. Make sure you stay with us. And don't forget this morning, doing some giveaways with Primo Hoagies. That's coming up, too. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. It's Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Well, transportation officials around the world have been looking for ways to keep passengers and crews safe on board planes. And the Civil Aviation Administration of China released new guidelines for the country's airline industry. One of those suggestions mm-hmm. that personnel like flight attendants wear Disposable diapers. Disposable diapers? So they don't need to use the bathroom has raised some eyebrows. Come on. A section on PPE devices, uh, I'm sorry, advises cabin crew. PPE poo-poo devices? On flights to and from high-risk countries to wear medical masks, double-layered disposable medical gloves, goggles, disposable hats, disposable protective clothing, and disposable shoe covers. And the next sentence reads, it is recommended... That cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using the lavatories, barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks. <laughs> While such advice may seem dramatic, it's no secret that lavatories can be the germiest place on an airplane. Yeah, especially if you drop your mask and some piss. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in August, a woman traveling from Italy to South Korea contracted coronavirus during her trip and a visit to the bathroom. The only place where she didn't wear the N95 mask was named as a possible source of her infection. 
Uh, so they are uh, recommending you just no. don't go to the I bathroom. just don't fly then. Yeah. Uh, in Florida, this is a terrible story. Human remains are missing after deputies say four graves were broken into as part of a, quote, ritualistic activity at Edgewood Cemetery over the weekend. Emma Booth was driving by the cemetery on Saturday. Uh, she called authorities after she it's noticed... It's part of my cemetery activity. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> this Friday, I'll have all sorts of wonderful things you can do. Cemetery activities. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I love it. All right, so uh, she said she was uh, driving by, and she called authorities after she noticed a disrupted tombstone. Uh, she said, I walked up, and there was this poor man. He had been buried in the 1980s. I think it took a minute to process what I was looking at. I was standing at the head of his grave, but there was a pillow, but there was nothing laying on it. Somebody took the guy's head. Uh, she said, at that point, I called 911. When I processed it. Can I take this pillow? <laughs> she said, it made me sick to my stomach. I mean, Jesus. talking about it makes me sick. That's probably something I'll never get out of my head. You die and then they F with your head. When deputies arrived, they said they found that someone had gotten access to four grave sites and tried to break into a fifth. Investigators say they found a con- that the concrete lids to the graves were broken into pieces. Were the heads missing? And that the caskets had been pried open. I, don't, I only know about the one, Steve, but the other graves were, rot- were uh, disturbed. Uh, so maybe, yeah. Ugh, uh, detect- horrible. Detectives found evidence that suggests that uh, the incident is very likely tied to some form of ritualist- r- ritualistic activity. Uh, deputies <laughs> said... That they- some ritualistic, ritualistic activities. <laughs> uh, deputies said that they have stepped up pet patrols of the graveyards in the area. They believe this took place Saturday night and was not the work of one person, but many people. That was my skull. Wow. A man from Massachusetts, I love this story, is suing the New Hampshire Lottery Commission following a claim that the lottery owes him either a gold bar or about $750,000, which is the approximate equivalent of a standard gold bar's worth. So he's worked it all out. Yeah, well, Robert Martell of Ipswich, Massachusetts, purchased a losing My Big Million scratch-off ticket for $20 at a supermarket. So I clearly deserve a gold bar. (laughs) Well, here's his reasoning. So he claims that he actually won a gold bar or its equivalent value after revealing a gold bar symbol in the bonus section of the ticket. The bonus instructions on the ticket read, reveal a $200 symbol and instantly win $200 thinking that the instructions implied that a player would be entitled to whatever prize was revealed, Martell had the store employee check the ticket. They ran it through the machine, and it said that it it was not a winner. Uh, The player filed a complaint in Rockingham County Superior Court last week alleging that the New Hampshire lottery was in breach of contract. A standard gold bar, by the way, is 400 ounces in the United States, he told the court, and that's what showed up on the ticket. So that's what he won, he says. Despite having checked the ticket at the store, Martell filed a claim for the prize along with a registered letter to the lottery but did not receive a response. He said, if they want to hand me over a gold bar, I'm more than happy to accept it. Mm. Martell, who is representing himself in court, (laughs) uh, thinks that the lottery should reconsider using the gold bar on losing tickets and work on the clarity of their instructions. Yeah, because it's not working now. Yeah, One woman was growing tired of waiting for her boyfriend to propose and took drastic action. Gertrude Ngoma, uh, 26 years old, took her boyfriend of eight years 
uh, Herbert Selink, uh, Selalenki, uh, age 28, to court in Zambia after she got sick of waiting for him to propose. According to a Kenyan news site, the woman who has a child with him demanded that her partner outline his intentions of their future together. She also expressed concerns about his loyalty. He reportedly said that uh, he was delaying proposing due to lack of funds for a wedding. And he also hit back saying that Ngoma hadn't been giving him all the attention he needs. Uh-huh. That's really the main <laughs> issue. But the, Because uh, Steven Singer has a solution for him. Yeah, Krista. Krista. Uh, the judge on the case advises that both of them should reconcile and settle the issue. Out Listen, of Slinky, propose. But she's suing him because he hasn't proposed in eight years. Man, uh, people are uh, making Christmas trees out of all sorts of things these days. A guy named Jeff uh, Warren out of Arkansas has created a tree out of deer antler sheds. Antlers. Uh, Jester says that he had the antlers in his shop for years. Antlers. And his wife recently suggested they replace the artificial tree that they usually put up around the holidays. Jester said she always wanted me to do something with those antlers. So I washed them Why off. Why don't you do something with those goddamn antlers? Laid them out from large to small and went to work putting them together. They kind of look cool. Uh, the, yeah. It is a cool-looking tree. I would have yeah. preferred full deer uh, after stacked sh- on top of each other. Sharing images of the tree on Facebook, Chester says he is now getting a ton of requests from people asking if he can also build one for them. Well, I tell you what, you can certainly hang ornaments of yes. sufficient yeah. weight on those. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a billion of them. It's he's, like a billion. He said that uh, he's looking into the possibility and adds that he loves the non-traditional tree so much that he doesn't uh, plan to ever take it down. You that he's going to take meth. <laughs> you ever see those um, elk antler archways in uh, Jackson, Jackson Hole? Jackson Hole. Yeah. yeah. They're really neat. Yeah, they re- I think they rebuild those every year, Nick. Oh, really? Uh, because they're... Do they rot? They shed so much. Yeah. Uh, on the plains, I, I may be wrong about that, but I thought I read that they they will rebuild those, if not every year, pretty often. But yeah, they're they're huge. Huh. It's really really cool. And that is what I have in the <clears throat> bizarre file for you, man. I keep it's a weird day. It's a weird day. <clears throat> it's a flummy day. Kathy, right, Kathy loves this. Great. When you spin to the garbage, he loves that. <laughs> well, I could have swallowed it. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, yeah. uh, it's listen. It's take a it loose. out. Put it on your face, man. This man has a broken <laughs> finger. Yeah. Please give him a break. Come on, Kathy. All right, uh, our friends at Primo Hoagies dropped off hoagie trays today. And just because you can't host a Primo celebration doesn't mean you can't have a Primo hoagie. Score big and serve in style with Primo hoagies, socially distant and individually wrapped party trays and sampler platters. Guess what? We got a $25 gift card for caller number 14-215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa, hi, this is Casey. I live in Broomall. You know my kids. I have Casey and Seamus and Avery, and I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't quite have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is that, is that Casey? She's right here. She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. 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 <laughs> Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire engine, Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. It was really cold. And Do you have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? I have Santa on the speaker. Well, that. it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. She wanted to I'm, thank, I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully she brushed her teeth after she ate them. Right. Well, she... She had some specific questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children, but I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. Do you have kids? Because we caught the movie Fred Claus the other day, so she wanted to know if you had any kids. Are you putting me on? What? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Well, that's. I was uh, concerned that you were showing your daughter bad Santa movies. <laughs> no, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. She saw the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a second. So, all right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm very excited to visit the Fodder household on Christmas Eve. And Casey, you'd be, you'd be a good little child, and and we'll uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your uh... <laughs> yeah, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's it's Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but I've only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Uh, <laughs> you mother, you better. You were recording that. What? Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I gotta go. I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Uh, Santa's gotta go. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. (laughs) You should see us here in the studio. Oh, my God. It never gets old to us. Ever. We are just rolling. He was so good, though. He was. He was excellent. Bill is a great Santa, and it, we, Casey caught him off guard, and we love it. It's just... How cool, though? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Your boss, you call up, and, and he, he, he wants to make sure it's nice for your kid oh. and That's plays along. Like, yeah. who calls their boss I know. to be Santa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Santa's got to go. And Bill's command of pop culture. Isn't it that terrible Billy Bob Thornton movie? 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I actually, and even though I did it, I forget that my daughter's not there. Like, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. not there. You're here at work. I'm just here at work. <laughs> 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 I love it. Uh, and that ties right into the President's Eve Christmas Miracle Pollyannabelle edition. Yes. And I will tell you about that after we get a look at NJM Insurance Group. Annabelle. What's going on, Kathy? There's an accident on Sheltonham Avenue westbound at Penrose Avenue. Traffic in one uh, is in one lane each way uh, in the eastbound lane. So that's causing a delay this morning. Schuylkill eastbound jams the boulevard to Spring Garden westbound side. University to South Street. <laughs> 95 southbound slowing Cotman to Bridge. Once you get to the Vine westbound, that slows Broad Street to the Schuylkill Expressway. In Collingdale, Chester Pike between Laurel Road and uh, McDade Boulevard. We've got an accident there. The Walt Whitman Bridge eastbound. We've got right lane construction. And then on the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound, right lane construction. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Is it? What time is it? <laughs> I think it is. 8.23. Okay, it's brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on organic blueberries at Whole Foods Market. $4.99 a pint plus an additional 10% off for Prime members through December 15th while supplies last. Find more deals on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you, Kathy. The uh, the text messages, I love it. I'm glad people enjoy that, too. This one also says, let us not overlook Casey's acting during that uh, <laughs> bit. So he did a great job. And uh, I mentioned uh, it's the Polly Annabelle edition of the Christmas Miracle. Annabelle. And this time around, we're doing it uh, Tuesday, December 22nd. Normally, we do a live broadcast at Parks Casino and Sportsbook. They will be our sponsor, and they're helping us up with our prizes. And we're doing it different this year. We're doing a white ele- elephant format, which is uh, way different than we've done this in the past. But it will involve some trivia on the onset. Uh, I'm not getting into the full details of it right now. I'll, I'll describe it another time. Uh, Santa's got to go. Santa's got to go, man. <laughs> but you can go to um, you can go to WMMR.com and click on events and also find about, uh, out about the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest where somebody's going to win beer for a year uh, from our friends at Miller Lite. So a lot of good uh, prizes. Should be cool. And I'm, we're looking forward to it. I'm waiting on a Hallmark hoodie. That's uh, an ugly sweater, a oh. hoodie, and still hasn't come yet. I'm yeah. a little upset. Uh, well, hopefully I'm going to wear it for that. We'll be here in time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick, a, <laughs> uh, a tweet that came in that said, uh, Kathy was concerning uh, you, you dropping the mask in the toilet. Yeah. Said, I'm at Wawa uh, on 73. Someone approached me while I was in my truck because uh, they thought I was having a seizure. <laughs> sure. I was just laughing way oh too God. hard. We need more of these Kathy stories, they said. So that's from uh, the Salt King who tweeted that. Kathy has a whole arsenal of bathroom stories. Oh, like man. you had to yep. climb out to, of the stall. I had to yeah. climb underneath yeah. at the Plymouth Meeting Mall out of the freaking stall on the dirty floors <laughs> of a bathroom. Um, hey, I wanted to, uh, Steve, we've mentioned in the entertainment news, uh, just touched on the fact that uh, Disney Plus... Uh, had a uh, big presentation uh, yesterday, and they announced a whole <laughs> slew of shows for their lineup. It was sort of mind-boggling how much they're rolling out, and also encouraging that these, as we said before, with an, a couple of shows have now, some shows are wrapping up and getting ready to debut, and new shows are going into production, and it's sort of like, okay, we're going in the right direction here. So this was for their investor day. So they're yeah. letting the, the investors know. Here's where your money's right, going. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> they made these announcements. and uh, <laughs> A lot of good stuff. So they announced uh, dozens of new series 
And that's Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and a bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Star Wars stuff, well, as you reported earlier, they're 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 continuing the story from the second trilogy with Ewan McGregor as, as the series is um, Obi Wan Kenobi, and um, and uh, Hayden Christensen will, yeah. will now be playing Darth Vader. Uh, which is kind of wild. I, I, you have not watched The Mandalorian at all, have you? No. I will say this. The Mandalorian is as good as the best of Star Wars. Uh, and if they... I don't... And we've had this conversation many times. I don't just default love something because it's Star Wars. Right. There's a lot that I don't like. And, and um, you know, and I'm, I was right from the beginning. But um, they, they nail it. It is a space western. And they... Cla- you know, it's... It'll take have, have gun will travel. Yeah, the whole th- with this with it, science fiction. It'll take some convincing because I'm I'm burnt out on Star Wars and and I was too. And right. then when I when I when I got into it, the tone is so different and so catches you yeah. that you're on board. But okay, so the basically the last scene of Rogue One, I want to see more of that Darth Vader. You yes. know, because we didn't get to see that Darth Vader. I want to see. The, I think okay. for uh, yeah. the, the greatest, I believe, moments of Darth Vader on screen mm. come. At, <laughs> that's why you would fear Darth Vader. That last, that last attack yeah. uh, when he's trying to get the uh, the information. But back. the only place to go to that is A New Hope. After that, because that's where it it leads right but into. It's, it, so. so there's a yeah. series that is a prequel, right? Two Rogue One that is uh, in in the list. I'm sure you have the list there of the shows. Well, here let me let me yeah. run through these. So there's a lot here, uh, and and I don't know they're not in any particular order. So here we go. So Bill loves this. Uh, Secret Invasion, uh, long rumored Nick Fury series, uh, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, alongside uh, Ben Mendelsohn uh, as the Skrull shapeshifter uh, Talos from Captain Marvel. Yeah, he was great. Okay, so. is that a movie or a series? That's a series. It's funny because Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn have both been in the Star Wars franchise as well. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Who is Mace, Ben Mendelsohn? Mace Windu is, is Sam Jackson, right. obviously, and then uh, Ben Mendelsohn is in Rogue One. He's a uh, critic or critic or whatever. Okay, um, the, the main the oh, bad, yeah, 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 the main yeah, yeah, bad yeah. guy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, Armor Wars, an Iron Man spinoff led by Don Cheadle as uh, James Rhodey Rhodes. Yeah, that should be cool. So I guess he's playing War Machine. Uh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ironheart, a series about a young engineer prodigy, Dominique Thorne, in the world of Iron Man, who builds a suit to rival that of Tony Stark. This is probably from the the, the comics, because isn't there a, a young female... In fact, the comics picked up with a an Iron Woman, an Iron Girl, basically, who... Uh, who in the comics? Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, I don't know the comics. Yeah, I don't follow Neither do I. Craig Legans would know. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. This is great. Uh, is it? Disney yes. is already gearing up for the festive season of 2022 with a special that will see fans spending the holidays with Star-Lord and the rest of the crew. The reason why that could be good is because of the comedic nature of Guardians of the Galaxy. Unlike... The Star Wars, which was horrible, which is terrible, beyond horrible. uh, This is, you know, they 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 could have some fun. I would think. Yeah, it'll it'll be tongue in cheek. James Gunn is behind it, so um, and he's going to approach it as making fun of the Star Wars Life Day crap and you know all the stuff that was trying to be sincere. This won't try to be sincere at all. Uh, Then there's I Am Groot, a series of short films uh, featuring everyone's favorite living tree from Guardians of the Galaxy. That should be pretty cool. If I were to do a Groot show, I'd make it an interview, a panel interview show with him as the host. Oh, yes. (laughs) He's a great (laughs) orator. 
Uh, Baymax, the second big Hero 6 spinoff set in uh, San uh, Franocchio. Uh, starring or airing in uh, 2022. I love the I, first one. I love Big Hero Six, and yeah. it's, it's a great movie. It's emotional. It's mm. it's wonderful. Yeah, yep. the beginning was like yeah, because uh, Jay yeah. got into it pretty young. He was little, and having to explain that, I was like, oh yeah. dear god. Uh, yeah, it's not really a spoiler, but people die. Yeah. in in that yeah. movie. Uh, there's there's a few deaths mentioned right, in that right. movie. Did you say second spinoff? Yeah. So they there's already a Big Hero Six show. Oh. Uh, which is actually pretty fun, too. I've watched up uh, just little sections of it. I haven't watched a whole show. Uh, do, should we have Craig on for this whole segment or what? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's it's, on it's the line. Hi, Craig. How you doing? What up, white folks? Hey, man. Um, I'm here for any blanks you need. Well, to okay. Perfect. So so concerning the Tony Stark, the, the, the young girl who was the Tony Stark heir apparent in the comic books, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Is it, is it Riri? Uh, yeah, Riri. And, okay. Uh, uh, Ironheart. In the comic books, Tony Stark is gone, but he has a uh, virtual um, identity that still goes throughout the Marvel Universe. So this kid genius, who a lot of people thought was going to be uh, Black Panther's sister in the Black Panther movies, but um, she's going to be a separate character, um, got to, uh, made up her own uh, armor based on Tony Stark's uh, technology, but Tony Stark's a virtual a uh, being that can exist anywhere in any computer. He's like the internet. He can go anywhere and go anything, even though he's dead. He somehow, you know, how he gave a... Uh, a like like Jervis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So hey, Craig. She, yeah, so... Go ahead. Uh, now, I was going to ask you a question about... Um, so some of these spinoffs, and, and, and Press, I apologize because you haven't gotten to the Falcon and Winter Soldier yet, but I, I had a question about the Falcon. And, you know, listen... Um, I don't know why the Falcon exists in the suit that he has when Iron Man has those suits. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he virtually, all he has is wings and, and essentially no armor, and he does the same exact thing that Iron Man does. Well, he does have armor on his wings, and he is bulletproof and all that stuff. And I mean, his face but, isn't, right? No, his wings are. Okay. No, his face isn't bulletproof, obviously. Yeah. The, the mask it, it makes it hard to believe that it's real when they have no, it. I know, I know, I know. Um, and this, I don't mean to get into you know this whole you know line of discussion or whatever, but I was watching it, and I was like, well, and it was really cool. It was really cool, but I was like, yeah, he's kind of doing all the things that Iron Man does, but without all the... But he's exposed. But he's exposed. Can you fix that, Greg? Yeah. I'm getting right on that. All right, thanks, all right. man. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, let me uh, release some other titles here. Moana, uh, Disney's best modern-day princess, uh, returns in a musical comedy series beginning in 2023. So some of these are are, are a ways off. Yeah. Yep. Did you know, because I know you watch Hamilton, the guy who plays George Washington is a a voice, a singing voice in the first Moana movie? I I saw that in his credits. I looked him up after you were telling me about how much you you dig his his, uh, vocal styling, and so I did a little research. Yeah, I knew he was, I don't remember which character. He plays George Washington in Moana. (laughs) Uh, Tiana, a spinoff. These are things coming to Disney Plus, by the way. They uh, uh, told their shareholders about this. Tiana, a spinoff of uh, Princess and the Frog, uh, starring Disney's first African-American princess, is coming in 2023. Zootopia Plus, a set of shorts set in the uh, world of Zootopia, Zootropolis. I still have my uh, Zootopia identity. Uh, yeah, driver's license. <laughs> yes, I, do. I yeah. have that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pixar Popcorn, 
short films uh, featuring beloved Pixar characters beginning in January of 2021. That could be fun. I love the Pixar shorts. I do, too. There are so many great ones. There's a whole section of those. Yeah. And yeah. They, they just, they're, they're really well-told short stories. Yeah. Uh, so I guess these are, these are going to take characters that you love from the big movies yes. and, okay. put them, and put them into shorts. So that's kind of neat. Which they, is more comfortable in the summer. They've done that a couple of times. They did it with Inside Out. Uh, they've done it with The the Incredibles before. Yeah, Jack-Jack yeah. had his own, yeah, right? Yeah, Jack-Jack's Big Day or yeah, something yeah. like that. I forgot what it was huh. called specifically. Or uh, Yeah, and there was one from, uh, like I said, from Inside Out uh, where they uh, follow the, the kind of guy that ends up being the boyfriend at the yes. end of the movie. It's very, very funny. You know who has a, a cameo in that is um, Flea. From the Chili Peppers. In what movie? In, in Inside Out? The Inside Out short. He's one of the voices of, because the, the dad has a band. Yeah. And one of the guys in the band is Flea. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, win or lose is another thing they mentioned in a world of series based on existing properties. Win or lose is a rare thing for Disney, uh, plus an original series about a middle school softball team from Pixar. Uh, then there's one called uh, Iwaju, another original series. Excuse me, coming out in 2022, made in collaboration with uh, African media company uh, Kugali Media. Uh, there will be a Cars spinoff. Ah. Lightning McQueen and Mater will return uh, from the three Pixar films for a TV series. I was never that much into the Cars uh, I love the first one. No? Oh. It, it was Ben's first introduction into the Pixar world, and yeah. he loved it, so I loved it, too. The, the second one and the third one were okay. Sucked ass. Uh, that, no. <laughs> there are no Pixar movies that suck ass. There are Pixar movies that are not as good as other Pixar movies, right. but, uh, but every Pixar movie has a redeeming quality Maybe to not it. sucking, maybe more like a rim job, Preston, would you say? Eh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some yeah. people like a rim job. They, some people love them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially on a car. Just like cars, too. Some people liked it. <laughs> so there's a series called Doug Days, and it's a spinoff of Up, based on that movie's beloved dog, Doug. Ah. I wonder if uh, Michael Giacchino will do the music for that, since he uh, won an Oscar for uh, the original. Unless they're idiots, they'll go to the, make sure they go to him. Uh, but Doug is, is a squirrel. That's, yeah. that's yeah. him. So they'll do a feature on, uh, on based on him, which is uh, sounds like that could be a lot of fun. Uh, the Mandalorian season three, and uh, that will get another season set for Christmas of next year. Now, there's a spinoff from the Mandalorian, from what I understand. It's Gina Carano, who is one of the characters on the show, and she is with Carl Weathers, in who's also on the show, and they are um, the law in this town. If any fan who's been watching the Mandalorian knows. Okay. Uh, that they're supposed to be part of a spinoff. I don't know if it's mentioned here. Now, this one I might be interested in. Lando, yeah, a prequel series for the character originally played by Billy D. Williams and more recently by Donald Glover, helmed by Dear White People's Justin uh, Simeon. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. I'd like to know more about Lando Calrissian and how he invented that malt liquor. Yeah, yes. that'd be great. It works every time. It works every time. <laughs> Steve, the one you were talking about is called the Acolyte. Uh, the Acolyte. So that's okay. uh, Leslie Headland, right? Is that what you said? And um, so that's Disney Plus as well. All right. Yep, that's coming up a little later on my list here. I'll give you okay. the description of that. Then we have uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yes. Uh, it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. No, it sounds, it sounds like a variety show, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is not the show you've been looking for. Uh, after being trapped in development for a year, the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan show has officially been greenlit with Hayden Christian joining. We talked about that yeah. earlier this morning as a young Anakin. Uh, so that should be pretty cool. <laughs> Who's on the show today, Obi-Wan? <laughs> Uh, then you have uh, Ahsoka, 
Yeah. Uh, will be, uh, after being revealed in The Mandalorian, Rosario Dawson will play the Clone Wars hero, Ahsoka Tano, in a live-action show. It's a She's awesome. She's uh, and so on, based on the animated series. So they, the people behind The Mandalorian are, are behind the animated um, Star Wars series. And, and man, oh, man, that's... Uh, the realization of that character. You saw, you saw the episode, Nick? Yeah. yeah. And, and Well, no, I haven't seen the episode of The Mandalorian yet, but I've seen um, the uh, the Ahsoka character yeah. a bunch over the years. And they've developed her out sort of behind the scenes. And uh, she's one of these ones that, uh, Preston, I'm sure you're not aware of her, but like no. she'll, she'll, it'll be an interesting uh, character to have her own series. She deserves it at this point. Where Is would it, I would you, I know her from the clone, main? Clo- no, no, you wouldn't. No, from Clone, clone Wars. Wars, from the animated series stuff. So it's like the stuff outside of the canon. She's got, like, her... uh, she's got like... Um, uh, well, I know Clone Wars. When yes. you see her picture, send the, put the picture up there. When you see her picture, you will know yeah, exactly. I can tell from is. Steve's description, she's got these kind of braids, yeah, but they're color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, that's a cool character. I, yeah. I like to, to play her in Battlefront 2. Yeah. You could uh, have her as an option to play. All right, so that's coming out. Um, and love Rosario Dawson. Oh, so. she, I mean, look at look at all that she's involved in. Yeah. I mean, all, the Star Wars franchise, the Marvel franchise. She was Night Nurse. Sin City. Uh, yeah, Sin City. She's been in really cool stuff. Uh, let's see here. Rangers of the New Republic, which this- is a second spinoff of The Mandalorian. Uh, then you have The uh, the Acolyte that you had said, yeah. a series from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, uh, set in the High Republic 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Okay, this is too much. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Right, I'm not even done. Yeah. A droid story. A new robot hero will join R2-D2 and C-3PO in this new show. And then you have Star Wars Visions. Disney Plus, it says, is getting into the anime game with this anthology series. All right, now I'm really out. Yeah. That's so, too uh, much Star Wars for uh, me. Casey and I were having a talk earlier, and maybe uh, Craig can chime in on this as well. It, it, um, it, uh, parse it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, when you when you you flood it too much, uh, to me it's overwhelming. It's what happened with the CW and the DC stuff. It was I started to tap out because it was just too many shows at once. That seemed very similar, and I think that's they could possibly be heading down that path with this glut of shows. I think a couple at a time is probably a good idea. Craig, your thoughts? Well, the the thing is, what what they announced all these shows, and like ninety percent of them are just in development, and so these are just shows from twenty twenty one through twenty twenty six. Okay, oh, wow. okay, They're, all right. Yeah. So they're not going to be like all one after the other after the other. All right, all right. Some and theory. some could maybe fizzle out, maybe, you know? Yeah, and some lead into other. Okay, so, right. okay. I yeah, gotcha. they're not all getting like dumped Wet-ass in Wookie. Yeah. Uh, wet-ass Wookie. Wet-ass <laughs> Wookie is... Wet-ass Wookie? Yeah, it's probably yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That probably won't happen. Yeah. Shave that thing, man. <laughs> well, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a show on Kashyyyk, right? That's where... Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's the, the Wookie. Say Sheik, Kashyyyk. Uh, Kashyyyk, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, that's a lot in the lineup. That's a, that's a whole that's, lot of stuff. That's just Star Wars. <laughs> I know. You know, that's not even like Marvel Universe, and there's there's a lot of content. There's well, a, did, um, no, I mentioned a few Marvel okay. uh, yeah. the things at the top, like you didn't, uh, the Iron Man spinoffs. What? No, you didn't mention Lightyear, which there's apparently a Buzz Lightyear origin story. Is there not? With really? The, Chris Evans is going to be the voice. That's the story that Chris Evans will be doing the voice of Buzz Lightyear at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Marvel realm, you're going to have um, uh, got a Wandavision. Yep, 
Right. Yeah, I, I, I think what was left out of this were ones that have already been right, announced. Right. Right. So, right. Um, I, either that or I don't have the full list. But uh... I got the full list. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did we miss, Craig? Uh, you, uh, you said Armor Wars. Yep. That was from uh, with uh, Don Cheadle was going to be in that. Um, and uh, there was um, Ironheart. You said that. Yep. yep. Secret yeah. Invasion uh, and Guardians I, of the Galaxy, and I am Groot. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ant-Man 3 finally has a, uh, a subtitle, Quantumania. Quantumania? Yeah. And that's going to uh, take place right after Doctor Strange. So that's going to be still exploring a different uh, time-traveling universe. We're going to see a grown-up, uh, Cassie, and uh, Kang the Conqueror, who is from the future of uh, the Marvel. So it's going to be after Doctor Strange, but before Endgame? After I'm sorry, after Doctor Strange two. I'm sorry. Oh, Doctor Strange two. Okay, which gotcha. is the Sam yeah, Raimi directed Doctor yeah. Strange. Okay, cool. Do you know yeah. anything about the Fantastic Four movie that was announced as well? Is that going to be in the uh, MCU or is it just going to be yes. its own? Oh, it is. No, no, no. It is going to it's going to be directed by the same guy, the same director of Spider Man. Uh, Far, far from home and Spider Man Homecoming. That could be good. Maybe for once they can get it right. Yeah. Well, Steve, fourth time's the charm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Look yeah. at look at the amount of money. Look at the amount of investment. Look at the, I mean the crux of this entire thing, based on comic book pop culture, Star the stuff that was just relegated to complete geekdom yeah. is what's fueling their entire virtually their entire portfolio is comprised of this stuff. It's it unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and the, the the show I'm most excited about, and I think you are too, Preston, is uh, the What If series, the animated series. What? Wait, uh, I don't know. You take the the regular comic book um, stories. You take oh series, yeah yeah and yeah, they I twist it. So That's right. Agent to... Carter becomes the super soldier. Yeah, or I remember one time. What if? Yeah. Uh, what if uh, um, uh, Batman? Um, his real name. God, come on, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. If Bruce Wayne was uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and the, the trailer that they dropped yesterday is what if uh, Peggy Carter was the, the super soldier instead of Steve Rogers? And uh, another really intriguing one, what if uh, Yondu uh, kidnapped a young T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's it's the one Kathy's been waiting for. It's very interesting. <laughs> she keeps going, to, I, I want more from the T'Challan dynamic, Steve, but I don't know who to talk to. Mm. And it's all animated, and all these voices are done by the actors that play the, the characters, and it's uh, narrated by Jeffrey Wright, and you can't go wrong with him. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Good stuff. Excellent. All right, well, Kathy, if you want more, check out the yeah. Uh, podcast, yeah. the uh, Comic Book Gurus. Yeah. You'll probably. get all your information <laughs> yeah, there. Craig Legons is the head of that. Okay. Never what? Okay. She never misses it. Rockstar. She never uh, listens, so she never misses it. And, and Rockstar Rob, Rob, the great Rockstar Rob, he of the... Um, Overly dressed for summer. Yeah. And the, the last thing I want to say before I know you got to go, but uh, they just they did announce that Black Panther two. Yes. Uh, they're not going to recast it. Right. And they're just going to focus on the the past and the 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 world of Wakanda that we already know. So that's what Black Panther two is going to be about. So All they're right. Yeah, they're not going to recast T'Challa, right? They're going to. They're right. The right. character is going to be right. gone. Yeah, uh, they still could, but for now they're not. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you, too. All right. Craig Legans, the comic book gurus. It's a great podcast. They are mega sources of information for all things like that, pop culture. I'd like to see Black Groot. Black Groot? That'd be a cool, right? That would be.
Yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, that's the lineup. It's going to be a, a couple of good years of entertainment uh, just in the Disney realm, which it, is pretty solid. The Disney second Plus. this stuff was announced, Preston, it was all over the Internet, all over social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fandom has grown so large and people are so ravenous for any hope of new entertainment. Absolutely. I mean, look at the movies you announced today that are opening. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, what the hell? What are these things? All right. Well, listen, if you're ravenous for some good eats, we have got a $25 gift card from our friends at Primo Hoagies who are here this morning. Caller number eight, it's yours. Thanks uh, for bringing by the hoagie tray today. Made with only the highest quality Thuman's meats and cheeses, sliced fresh to order and served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls. Bake fresh in-store every day. Uh, you can round your purchase up to the next dollar during Primo Cares Round It Up program uh, to provide gifts to children of our communities through the Delaware Valley Children's Charities because Primo Cares. We're going to come back when we return. Brooke Burns on the show. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon joining us as well. We'll awesome. be right back. At 93.3 WMMR, we finally noticed it was December. And we figured that means it's time to get into the holiday spirit. And we don't just mean the booze in Bill Weston's lower right desk drawer. So listen this weekend as MMR rocks your holiday socks with blocks of your favorite Christmas tunes that rock. And we promise no carpenters or burr lives. Yes, that means you, Jackie Bam Bam. It's our Christmas Rock Block Weekend from the station that's been on and off Santa's nice list a lot. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Our next guest has uh, been a host of many different things over the years. Yeah. Um, Um, Started as an actress, but has really come into uh, the game show hosting realm. And uh, my wife and I watch... Her show that's currently on, on the Game Show Network, Masterminds. Yeah, and she is on to talk about that very thing. Please welcome this morning, which, by the way, you can see it on the Game Show Network, weekdays, 4 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. This is Brooke Burns, everybody. Good morning, Brooke. Hi, Hi guys. How are you? We are doing wonderful. Hey, congratulations on on your success in the world of, of hosting game shows. It's not as easy as it looks. Uh, I've had to host contests and things like that for many, many years, and I know that it's uh, it's an interesting gig, you know? Thank you so much. It is. It's a blast, so I really enjoy what I do, but it is like running a circus at times. <laughs> well, Masterminds, we'd actually, uh, I'd gotten into it because we had Ken Jennings on, and he's one of the Masterminds on the show, uh, and uh, he was pitching it. And I love trivia-based stuff. My wife and I do. We're big fans of Jeopardy. I know you've spoken glowingly about Alex Trebek and and what a loss that was. Uh, but had had you uh, early on? Were you? Did you ever have your designs on possibly uh, a Jeopardy hosting gig? Because there were times throughout the years where Alex talked about walking, perhaps you know, leaving the show. Was that ever on your radar as a possible gig? You know, I think coming up through as the ranks, as you said, you know, I was kind of in the acting world for a while, and then my kind of entrance into hosting was more competition, um, you know, and reality and all of that. And then when I worked on The Chase, which was my first trivia game show, I think that's really when I fell in love with the format and felt like, wow, this is this is something that I really enjoy. But, you know, obviously just a huge fan of Alex's for so long and, and um yeah, that was just a really that was a hard loss. But um, yeah, 
people have asked me, and I'm like, I would love to, you know, obviously have an opportunity to work on that show. But I always like to say I think uh, Mr. Jennings is, is first in line. And, and yeah. given his history with the show, I think that uh, he's perfect for that. <laughs> was was Dog Eat Dog your first game show that you hosted? I mean, it was more content, it you know, competition. Was. But, yeah, it was, right? Yes. I had just had my first baby girl, and I wanted to stay in town and be more local. And the acting was, you know, always traveling everywhere. And so... I thought, you know, this would be great to be able to just stay in Los Angeles and do something. Let me try this aspect of it. And I just fell in love with it. I love people and and uh, competition and game and, and, you know, a little competitive myself. So, Well, you know, you know as a game show fan, and it's wonderful for me, and my wife knows this, we sit there and I get to... Uh, I get to see Brooke, <laughs> Brooke Burns host a show, uh, and you're you're great. But you're you're obviously uh, it's no shock to you. You're easy on the eye, so so the uh, that's that's just a bonus. But um, she she is very she loves you to death, my wife, and she's she'll say, "Oh look, I love what Brooke is wearing," you know. <laughs> it's so it's it's weird how the host of a you know uh, of of shows that we watch because. You know, Masterminds is on what recorded every day and watch it while we're eating uh, a dinner. You know, actually is a lead into Jeopardy, and uh, um, it's it's funny how these these shows they become part of our our daily routine. Were, were you were you always a game show person who got you know tied into this, or did it come later on? I did enjoy watching growing up, you know, with my family and what have you, but it definitely wasn't on my radar as far as oh, that's going to be my job. Job occupation in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because you you were let's let's remember you were on Baywatch years ago. Uh, you know, well, you. I was a ballerina growing up. I I was really in love with dancing, and then oh, I really snow skiing. Yeah, I, I that was kind of my love, and and then after that, um, you know, knee injury, I kind of moved into the modeling and then the acting, and again, it wasn't something I sort of intentionally got into, but I just found that it was really afforded me an opportunity to travel in the beginning, which was wonderful. And then just, I have a genuine love, you know, for people. And I love, you know, that platform that yeah. provides even more than the acting. Now, Brooke, I I apologize. I have not watched um, Masterminds yet, and it, it is on my radar, and I definitely will be checking out. Does uh, You as the host, does it put you in a position... Because I was always impressed with Alex. He did his homework and he had very, very difficult words to pronounce from time to time. In fact, regularly. Is that, does that uh, fall under your umbrella uh, where you have to make sure that you're, you're researched and you, you know how to pronounce these words? I am definitely a workhorse when it comes to that stuff. I go over all of the material beforehand. I mean, we're pronouncing, you know, Russian words and (laughs) Romanian words and all kinds of stuff that you have to go through. And then we have a speed round. And so obviously you have to be able to do it quickly and articulately. So I definitely always do my homework. I learned that from Alex and um, it's just a smart way to do it. I like the way the show progresses too, because for for people who have not watched it, if you're a fan of, of this trivia and knowledge based sh- type of show, uh, it goes in different layers. So there's, um, you know, a- a- and it, a- and I was wondering initially how that was going to work, but it does work. So by the time people face off against a mastermind, it's one contestant facing off against a mastermind. If they do it a couple of times, that contested can become a mastermind uh, themselves. Correct. One of my favorite aspects of the show, exactly, because we're really lifting people who have dedicated their lives to knowledge and learning trivia. And we do multiple choice, as you said. We do single answer. We do speed round. And then in the final round, it's just one mastermind and one contestant. They play for $10,000. 
they can come back to play for up to 30 and then become a mastermind if they can beat our mastermind three times. So, Preston, you could conceivably right. become a cast member if you win enough. That's motivation. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, that even is- more so than money, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a TV, you know, career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now, is, is the, Ken Jennings, is he doing a version? You talked about The Chase, which is you also hosted, which I, I watch as well. And and uh, are they doing a, a, another version of that? Is Ken Jennings involved in another version of that show? I do believe that ABC is talking to uh, the you know greatest of all time uh, three Jeopardy contestants because of ABC. Obviously, y- yes, yeah, you know it, it. It seemed like that, so I was wondering if that was uh, based on that. It seems it was. Uh, Brooke, uh, speaking of television uh, gigs, uh, will we see you in another made-for-TV Christmas movie? Uh, <laughs> and, and are those Hallmark movies that I've seen you on? I believe they are, right? Yes, they are. I always laugh now because when I was on Baywatch, I feel like my main demographic were 20-year-old boys. And now when I go to the grocery <laughs> store, it's like the 65-year-old women who are like, Brooke, we love you. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I love them. I freaking love them. He does. I love them I all. Love- uh, they're addictive. They're, uh, you know, they I, and, and you know what? People say, but they're all the same. I'm like, exactly. That's why they work. The consistency. <laughs> consistency. Okay. Absolutely. I really do. I love working for Hallmark. I have another little series with them called Gourmet Detective. So we're trying to figure out if we can do a sort of crossover gourmet Christmas or some sort. <laughs> I will yeah, watch. I, I, I will I, gladly watch. I read, yeah, it says uh, Brooke is starring in a new gourmet detective. The film is called Rue the Day. Ooh. Oh, R-O-U-X. <laughs> that's cutesy. <laughs> and that's coming out next year. <laughs> That's our murder mystery. No, that one's already been out. Yeah. Oh, it has already. Okay. Out. Well, we can now. You know, it's already there, Preston. You can call it Brew the Day. Yep, I definitely right. will. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we uh, we love the fact you're uh, continuing to be as successful as you are. Uh, trivia game shows are my favorite to watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on board with Masterminds as I'd mentioned. It's weekdays, four o'clock and eight thirty on uh, the Game Show Network. So so keep it up, Brooke. We're we're, we're loving what you're doing. And sending big love to Philly. I had the opportunity to live there for about six months last year and just fell in love with it. Last year? Well, we should have had you in. What were you, what were you doing here? I, I know. We didn't know each other yet, but now we do. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Well, that's really cool. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Brooke. Great to have you on. Take care. Thanks. You too. All right. Brooke Burns, guys. Yeah. In Philly. Huh? I sent you the clip. You remember she was in Shallow Hell. She was in shallow. Do you hell. remember when he goes? He's taking a, a cab ride in a very awkward. You know, his his thing was he talks to Tony Roberts, yeah. who has him view people in a different way. Yes, and so they had her all you know uglified. <gasps> That's right. And then she gets in the cab, and she's gorgeous sitting she, next to him. She is. She's so good looking. It's almost like too good looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. so perfect. Like you can't even believe that that uh, that she exists. But yeah, and she's cool too. Yeah. I used to, I used to like that show, Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog was on what was Rogan's show? Uh, uh, Fear, Fear Factor. Factor. So Doggy, there were like three shows. They, at that they were. Time. And Doggy Dog Preston had a really elaborate set. So it had the the pool. It had. Yep. A whole bunch of stuff, but it was indoors. It was actually a pretty cool show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that at all. All right, cool. Um, we have Kevin Bacon coming up. He's not for another 20 minutes or so, so we got some time uh, to chat about some other things. I, I saw a few Christmassy uh, stories that I thought would be kind of uh, nice to explore. I love Christmas. Explore. Right. Uh, not necessarily activities, but that's close enough. So uh, this, oh, man. <laughs> uh, this is pretty fun. Now, you, you've seen by now... Um, 
houses, you know, over the years that have gotten over the top with their their decorations and their uh, anima, animated decorations. Oh, the, 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 the computerized yeah, stuff is, yeah. and in a way, I'm, I, I mean. I'm still impressed by it, but I'm not as impressed. Oh, okay. You know? Well, this one's pretty cool. An Indiana sanitation company devised a way to celebrate the end of a truly crappy year. And so they have a choir of porta potties singing Hallelujah. I did see this, and it, it's amazing. So each one of the porta potties basically has a face on it, and uh, and they sing. And so it is from uh, Gary, Indiana, Indiana based uh, service yeah. sanitation. Sorry, Case. I didn't mean That's to. It is. Um, it is. Is it not the 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 uh, has the record now for the most animated faces in a Christmas display? Yeah. So I think it. Yes, it does uh, rack up a record of sorts. So they rent out signature blue porta potties, and in the two minute clip, thirty two lit up portable toilets dubbed the Jingle Johns <laughs> uh, can be seen belting out a uh, hilarious uh, techno remix of Hallelujah in front of the dramatic Chicago skyline. Uh, even. Uh, they even sprinkle in a few quotes from uh, Elf and National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, the performance is apparently, like you said, set a record for the most animated faces on a single holiday light display. So it's kind of a <laughs> tongue-in-cheek uh, record. I uh, like it. But, yeah, it's really, yeah, really cool. Yeah. We're looking at it right now on the uh, screen in the studio. Yep. There's but- one down the street from my house um, that goes to music. Is it just like one plug or like something that you No, there, there's, there's, there's... I spoke to someone. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a house, Kathy, that uh, that has this type of setup, and I was driving by one day and in the off season, and they were outside, and I'm like, I'm going to stop by, find out what the story is. Uh-huh. How do you get this stuff? You pretty much have to make it all yourself. Really? Because you, it's just regular lights. So you buy... Mm, there are pre-done kits. There are pre-done kits, but it's, you it's have... It's not. You like, have... it's decorations that I have, like the spiral trees, and yes. then... So there is a there's essentially a unit that you can buy that sends power to these right. and turns it on and off essentially. Okay. But if you want to sequentially make each one of those lights go on and off, yeah. as opposed to, to a cluster of one hundred lights flashing, you, have yeah. to program. you can buy stuff to get that. But if you want to do like something like this, you gotta program it. And not only that, you pretty much have to build it yourself yeah, too. Because you so- can buy all the lights and things, but you have to put them in their order and you have to create I stopped off and talked to these people. And they said, yeah, you got to make this, you got to make that. We use PVC piping, we drill holes in them, and then we stick the lights in those, and then we hang them up here and there. And they said, but the real work is in programming it. It takes a long time. It's very, very arduous uh, to go through and program everything. Watch the Christmas Tree Challenge show on ABC, which um, is uh, simultaneously the most sugary, saccharine thing you'll ever watch, but also incredibly impressive because they'll show you what they do. A lot of times they'll go into like their 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 control center, which is the, a modified garage. They'll have a, a one or two computers. They'll have a patch bay with the connectors. <laughs> and so now there, there are more programs now than ever that make it easier. Of course, at the beginning, you were sort of like writing code, and now there's you plug and play and drag and drop okay. what, what you want to do. Well, I had, because the others that I had seen were, you know, like, really big displays and maybe they were like you're talking about Preston building and stuff like that but this house down the street from me is just regular lights that you it looks like regular lights that you would just buy at you know a store and then but I mean it's going to music and it's perfectly done. Okay I'm talking about the ones that that you can kind of animate that that you can do different patterns of the lights 
uh, changing different colors, going back and forth, snow um, going across, and, and yeah. like like, like uh, and the, yeah, exactly. It's a, a lot more elaborate. Yeah. So I guess there are certain levels that you yeah. can do it in. Yeah. Well, there are vo- voice activated ones now too, because uh, um, Chevy Chase on his Instagram account, and I, I put these in my stories yesterday, has acknowledged two Christmas vacation ones, which were fantastic. The one is uh, the. Um, uh, the rant that he does uh, about his boss, and then the other one is uh, him uh, being frustrated by the lights not coming on on the Griswold house. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it, they aren't his videos, but he put them on. He put these videos on his Instagram feed. They are both awesome. You need to watch them with the sound on. Um, and uh, it, you know, probably talking about it on the radio doesn't do it justice because you need to actually see them. But they're really cool. Uh, Steve had mentioned the great Christmas uh, fight. Is that what it is, or Christmas challenge, challenge, battle, yeah. whatever the hell it is? I saw in the. I watched some of the first episode the other night because uh, I think there's eight episodes altogether. But uh, in in the essentially the promo at the beginning when they're teasing what the season is going to be like, uh, they showed a place I've told you guys a bunch about is Storybook Land. Yes. So they're going to be. I'm, I'm looking. at I'm like, man, that looks like the roller coaster at Storybook Land. <laughs> I'm watching a little bit further, and sure enough, they showed Carter, one of the hosts, in a ride, and it said Storybook Land on the front of it. I'm telling you. It is the coolest thing to take your kids to for the holiday season. The it's way, great. The way they roll out every sequence, every episode, it's they, they go to the fan. We're in the Flaffersons of Bob, Bay, Bayville, Missouri. Yep. And then they cut to the, the, the touching story. Grandpa fell asleep. He had diabetes and a gerbil ate his toe. Uh. And so Christmas became very important to him. Gerbil ate And then they, they all come out. And then, but uh, it's, uh. it's. It, it, you can't help it. No matter how saccharine you get, you're suckered into it because it, this stuff is just amazing. I'm going to go to Holly with a comment. Holly, good morning. Hi. Hey. Um, I do about 50,000 Christmas lights out on my lawn. 50,000. Yes. And I do it all myself up on the second story of the roof. And to answer Cassie's question, there is a product on the market called Mr. Christmas. And it is a little kit that has transformers and receivers. And you, I think there's five or six of them. And basically you then plug in, like, I want all the houses on this transformer, and it's set to pre-packaged music. You've got, like, five different choices, and then the transformers will all fire off what transformer? music. So, right. Holly, Holly what, what, like what, did, what did that run? What did that run yeah. for that rig? Um, I think it's like 50 bucks. It's, it's, it's well, I, I'm sorry, I get it on clearance. <laughs> okay, so so the whole, the whole setup that you currently have, well, what's the dollar value of that, would you say? The 50000 yeah. No, no. I change my theme every year, so uh, it depends on the color of lights you, Holly. and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and your name but, is Holly, yeah. just like Christmas. Yeah. Seriously. I'm a December 16th baby. Christmas Aww. has been in my blood. Yeah. Yes. I, well, Holly, first of all, happy birthday coming up in a little less than a week. Um, Thank you. Secondly, you, you say you get, you get this on clearance, so it, for me... What what do you recommend uh, if I want to? Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be able to do that this year. So, are you saying you do this like when the season's over? You pick it all up at the at the end of the year, and, yeah, and everything and, goes on sale. And where do you go yeah, and all and, that? And it took this year really kind of sucks. Honestly, um, the the stores even now uh, have barely any lights yeah. or anything. I will tell you, I find Walmart. Cheapest lights, they they're they're no better or worse than any of the expensive stuff out there. Right. And 
I literally, I'm there at like 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, 26, and hitting all the Walmarts in the area collecting. And it, it can take years. Like, it took me years to transfer from the incandescent to the LEDs. Yeah. Everything I have is LED now. No, you're um, you're, 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 you're serious about this, which I love. I, I completely, oh, yeah. I completely uh, uh, agree. So what on your roof, is, is it just your roof that has it, or is your entire yard synchronized? Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I, I do kind of everything. So, like, the roof might be one blink to one song, and then the house is something different. I do the whole National Lampoon. Every inch of my house is covered, and the roof is covered. That's wow. awesome. That's Where do you awesome. Live? Um, are you, do you, can we go see it? <laughs> Well, you can, but I'm in South Jersey in Berlin, kind of by the Damblies, actually, where Pierre used to come. So it's way oh. out of your realm. Hey, but... can you have you heard about that uh, Christmas Prism app that uh, the guy created locally, where that you can pretty much list your house and people can come by and see it? I, well, I'm already on all sorts of lists. I don't know how I got there, but the Courier okay. Post puts me on a must-see every year. Um, the last two years in a row, I actually do the wood cutouts as well. And oh, I, you, yeah, you know, you're, you're a real deal. Have you ever competed in the ABC show? I, I'm nowhere near. They're up to like the hundreds of thousands and half a million likes. I'm like, no <laughs> near that. <laughs> well, let me, okay. I did, so you're, 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 I did the half hour. The last two years in a row, I did the half-hour Grinch cartoon that we grew up with. In life size, we're talking like six foot, twelve foot, sixteen foot wood cutout. That's awesome. Of the whole entire cartoon going from my neighbor's property to mine, wow. all the way across the front of it, and it it just I mean lines of people, and I'm up there doing stuff, and people are like, oh yeah, somehow you got listed on Facebook, and and I'm a musty house on Facebook, blah blah blah. And I looked on Facebook trying to find it, but I couldn't find it. So, so every year people get to know me because, again, <laughs> typically I, I'm 60, um, and I've been doing this since I had my own house in 91. That's and great. So every year I change the theme. And so mm-hmm. it's like I, I get the same people going, oh, we look forward to this every year, you know, blah, 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 and so forth. I'm so, definitely going to come I, check it out. Holly, what's your electric bill? Well, the, uh, it, seriously, once I switched to LEDs, it went down. It used to go up about $400 <laughs> from December through January. Um, once I did the LEDs, no lie, it, it maybe goes up 50 bucks. Wow, Which is amazing. So you've got a formidable setup, but you're not talking about, like you're saying, these, these $50,000, $60,000 setups that oh, other yeah. people have. I'll tell you this, though. I completely understand. When I, I set up my stuff with my sand on the porch and... and uh, and kids come by, and the neighborhood, you see people slow down, and they love it. It's sort yeah. of your it's your gift to the neighborhood. And and I think this but year... No, we, we, we got people up on my front step going, can we take a picture here? I have, like, <laughs> this year it's the country set up, and I have an actual Victorian sleigh, and so everybody wants the picture in the sleigh for their Christmas cards, you know, all of that. Yeah, so, think of all the joy you've given people in the area. Well, it's, it's a yeah, great gift. The, the kids love it. They get, they literally get up and walk up onto the lawn. I have to post signs that say, please watch the cords. <laughs> Again, on on the Great Christmas Light Fight, that's what you're talking about, which show I love. But yeah. they like bury the cords and stuff. I'm like, no, no, I, I I'm I'm old. I don't have time for all of that. <laughs> you just have time for fifty thousand lights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. We have a, my holiday party is always after Christmas. It's generally like after New Year's because everybody's so busy. And and one of the things I do is have 
uh, door prizes for those that guessed the, the lights coming and going. And now this year I've said 50000 on the radio. There you go. Oh, you can't have <laughs> Gave it out. Yep. So, well, but no, this year I'm actually doing what they're calling the fairy lights. The big thing this year is the twinkle lights. Ah. So even though it's all white, there's shades of warm white for the LED, and they're twinkling and, and blinking and, and this kind of stuff. And so those fairy lights... They take up the same amount of space as a 100-strand regular mini light, but yet there's 300 lights on there. So Yeah, <laughs> so those are great. Goes up. It yeah, becomes so an obsession. No, I hear you. You're, you're <laughs> talking our language. To answer Casey's question, that Mr. Christmas, you can find, well, I purchased them in Lowe's and Home Depot. They don't have them this year, but you can, I've found, I have seen them on, I'm going to say Amazon, eBay, that kind of stuff. Not used, but new. It's it's a product called Mr. Christmas, and they have various. They have it iterations. at Best Buy right they now. Have, how much? And it, it's, it's, so it's normally $150. It's on sale for well, $75, and you can right. pick it up uh, in Northeast Philadelphia well, have, today. I have a question right. about this. Hold, hold on a second. How many, how many ports essentially do you have? How many different quote unquote channels? Well, again, it's the it's the transformer um, ratio. So each one will tell you, and I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, but each one will say you can have so many watts of electricity going through it, and that's where the LED come in. I had a big, both of them have come down, but I had a big 40-foot blue spruce on my front lawn, my Rockefeller Center tree that had about 30,000 lights alone. <laughs> um, so yes. that's on one. Right. Well, correct. Yes. Yeah. So that that's what I mean. So the tree would blink and then the house would blink and yes. then the So so but but my question is if you buy this Mr. Christmas thing, how many different you, blinking You're going to need a few. There's there's only 6 outlets in it. But so. do they all work together? Six transformers. Yes. So there's there's pre-programmed choices of music in it. You don't have a choice. There are other products that allow you to customize more, like you're talking about the program. What, what, what Preston is saying is that can you can you run? So in other words, you've got your hedges doing one thing, you've got your tree doing one thing, you've yeah, got your, your house doing door, another thing. And we'll, we'll, how many of those can you do? Well, it depends on that kit, you know. So the one that they're selling now, Kathy, does it tell you how many it's, transformers? Uh, well, it just I just see six outlets. There, so six is all right. So you can have six, six okay. different orchestrated things going on at once, Preston. Okay. Yeah, but now keep in mind with LED, you can plug in depending yeah. on your set. Like no, 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 no. I, I understand light. that you can put a whole right. lot of lights per Correct. section. That's right. cool. I just right. want to know how many different sections will be working independently. So that's right. what I was curious about. So I think someone's got the bug, Preston. <laughs> no, I've, I've always I've, I've tried to do stuff like this, but I uh, I'm curious for you know what you get for yeah, yeah. bucks or, or hundred dollars. But again, or for seventy bucks, it's it's the what you're talking about, Preston. Where you stop? Oh my God! I I have a neighbor that does the same thing, and we're t- you're correct. It's like thousands of hours of programming and all. You've that got stuff. that, Preston? Like, yeah, no. you got a couple thousand. Yeah, now. you can make. Them, you can make things jump and bounce and exactly. and, and and even create pictures yeah. from exactly. the lights. It's really weird. Which I would love uh, to get to, but yeah, no, I don't. I run my own business. I'm actually late to my first appointment. All right, well, we, got, we got a break, too. Now. But, Holly, thank you so much. It's a great to hear that information from you, and uh, have a great holiday season, okay? Sure thing. You, too. All right, take care. That's cool. Right, nice. Yeah. Good to know. Awesome. All right, we got a break because we have uh, Kevin Bacon in just a couple minutes. Casey wants to take a break. That way we can spend a little bit more time with Kevin. All right. Uh, so we'll break and come back, and we will get Kevin. Kevin Bacon and the Bizarre File, and uh, we got a bunch of stuff that we got to do before we wrap for the day. So plenty of time, plenty of stuff. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. 
the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Peter Jackson's Middle Earth Trilogies, Kanan Sunglasses, and Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have uh, one of Philadelphia's favorite sons on the line, and he is going to be hosting a really cool event called Play On. Uh, it's called Celebrating the Power of Music to Make Change, and it's coming up uh, Tuesday, 8 o'clock, uh, CBS and CBS All Access, and he's co-hosted by Philly Native as well, too. Yeah. Eve will be a part of this. Please welcome Kevin Bacon. Yeah. The show. Good morning hey to guys. you, Kevin. How's it going, guys? How's Dude, it's going? Going, it is going great, man. It's, it's great to talk to you. It's been a little while since we've uh, had conversations, but uh, listen, I want to start off by thanking you uh, for a little nod to our radio station. A little while back, you had posted a video on social media uh, enjoying some fine blues music, and you were wearing a throwback WMMR T-shirt, so that was really cool, man. How about that T-shirt, man? I love that thing. I treasure it. I think it's got to be probably, I don't know, uh, Somebody, maybe somebody at the station can can give me a year on it, but I don't know, maybe early 80s, late oh, 70s, wow. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's in mint shape. Yeah, so it's not even a throwback. It's vintage. Oh, listen, I've never washed it. Of course it's in mint shape. <laughs> That's how you do it. You, you call it seasoning the shirt. That's what it's about. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Hey. I wear it when I'm alone. Uh, listen, I, I enjoy um, you and your uh, your conversations about music that you have on your accounts. And, um, you know, sometimes you're in a rock mood and sometimes you're in a blues mood. And your your musical tastes seem to be... You know they they run the gamut, so it's it's got to be fun for you to share uh, your excitement in music. Oh yeah, sure it is. You know, and and uh, the, the, this this kind of series that I did this Monday blues thing was just with the idea. You know, it, it came up during the during the pandemic, during the lockdown, and I was just thinking, you know, I don't know something so, songs that just make me feel good. You know, songs that just kind of um, you know can can turn my mood around and and so it's it's been fun to dig in uh, given that kind of template so I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of 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 you know documentaries especially well done documentaries and for some reason even though i myself am not a musician i find documentaries about musicians incredibly engaging and and Me too. yeah right and it's just something about the discovery of music for these people and and how it you know how it affects i just watched one about gordon lightfoot I'm a Gordon Lightfoot fan, but it was amazing. Uh, and so you you obviously, you're a musician yourself, but it, there's something about the story, something about what music can do for people that makes these stories unique. Absolutely. I, I, I watch almost every music documentary that comes out. And I, even if they're not good, I, I still love them. I just, Gordon Lightfoot is next. I just finished that. But um, I... I just, I, I just, I just, I love them, and and you know the thing is, is the music is a, uh, it's a powerful force in all our lives. I mean, you know, you you, 
looking at a place like MMR and the long history that that, that radio station has had. And, the, and I remember as a kid, you know, when, you know, FM just kind of took off. And up to that point, I was listening to AM <laughs> rock or AM soul music. And then uh, when the when MMR, when I started listening to MMR, it really kind of opened up all these all these doors of music and you know it becomes a, it's, it's corny to say but it becomes a soundtrack of our lives no, sure. yeah yeah absolutely i was watching i was telling these guys about it um there's a great uh documentary on bob marley it's called marley and were you aware kevin that he moved from jamaica to wilmington delaware for a portion of his life <laughs> i did not know that he <laughs> it's, was it is from wilmington yeah. yes his mother <laughs> you can't had, help but laugh his mother had left jamaica and moved here and he was already establishing himself as a musician in jamaica he was having some success but he wasn't making very much money so he left everything moved to wilmington delaware was vacuuming floors at the dupont hotel and wow. and he Bob Marley lived in Wilmington, <laughs> Delaware. It's crazy. Tax free well, shopping. Yeah, <laughs> that's am- that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, actually, you know, in in our show, play on um, Ziggy is, is one of our guests. Oh, and, excellent. Uh, and he does uh, from the from the Troubadour in L.A. He's with a, a great singer, Andre Day, and, and they do one of Ziggy songs, which is called Justice, and then it it. Um, it, it kind of is a medley with Get Up, Stand Up. Oh, wow. And uh, so it's a really, really great moment because you, you're kind of hearing this 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 new tune, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of morphs into Get Up, Stand Up. And, and you know, that legacy of Marley is, uh, yeah. is, is, is pretty strong. So the Troubadour, and there's some other venues involved in this as well, correct? Yeah, we have the Troubadour, we have the Apollo, and we have the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Um, everyone's pretty familiar, I think, with, the Apollo and and the Troubadour from yeah. the uh, from the uh, Elton John movie had a big part. It was like a character, pretty much yeah, in the, yeah, in in the Elton John movie. But uh, uh, the Bluebird in Nashville, for those people that don't know, is a it's kind of a legendary place where the great songwriters of Nashville will go and and uh, uh, kind of present their wares. And my brother and I actually played there one time, which is t- to intimidating to say the least, because it's. The audience kind of sits in a circle, and you just get up there with it with your guitar and say, "Oh, here's my you know sad song about my dog." <laughs> you know, <whatever laughs> right. And you're and you're playing the songs to like the greatest songwriters in the world, pretty much. And they're all there, and they're all listening, and it's it's a it's a very intimidating gig. But um, when we were trying to pick uh, venues for for the show. Uh, you know, I, I thought that would be a really good one, and it, and it comes out. It's a it's a great moment. We have uh, Cheryl Crow down there. Uh, she's doing a George Harrison song um, called uh, "Beware of Darkness," and we also have Yola, who is an in- incredible singer from um, England, being backed up by the High Women, which is uh, kind of you know super group with uh, Randy Carlisle, Marin Morris, and. It, it's it's great. I guess it's it's the it's the female version of the Highwaymen, which was uh, I, I love that that configuration. But man, do they sound good together? Yeah, they sound great. And and uh, and then Marin, who is a you know a giant giant country star, also one of the high women, does a new song of hers that she wrote during the pandemic. And you know the thing that you you get when you're watching this for for people who like music, you know you know you can already tell like you know my my musical taste is, is pretty much across the board, as you were pointing out from the Monday blues, but also with the show, we've got reggae, we've got rap, we've got rock and rock. We've got some soul music. We've got country music. I mean, I, the only thing we, I wasn't sure we had was jazz, but then, uh, John Batiste, um, 
it, it is a, in this kind of super group that's put together from the Apollo and they're, they're doing people get ready. And he does a little, uh, uh, solo on the, on the piano halfway through that I think would definitely qualify as jazz. So I think we have something for everybody. Nice. Well, it's, it's very eclectic. And I love when you have an artist who, who comes along, who you may not, they may, when they first present themselves to you or not perhaps doing a type of music that you like, but then you find out there's a lot more depth. I'm thinking of, you know, Machine Gun Kelly is now kind of uh, gone into a, a Blink-182 rock realm. And it's, it's I, I like to see people, you know, uh, take, a, take a Whitman sampler to music and try different things. And so a lot of times with these things, it's actually why I think the Grammys has become you know, outside of pandemic land, um, my uh, my favorite uh, awards show because you get these these pairings. It's similar to what this, uh, what Play On's going to be. You get these artists doing these different songs in these different ways, and it kind of opens your eyes to things, and that's that's where these shows shine. Yeah, which it's great, actually. We have Machine Gun Kelly from the Apollo, which is, you, you mentioned uh, him, and, and I, I'm I'm the same as you, you know. The it's it's really refreshing um, for you know old guys like me who really like you know bands that are you know kind of guitar driven to to hear um, this kind of you know power uh, punk pop yeah vibe which 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 you know we don't hear all that much and he's he's all in on that and he sounds fantastic let me um yeah go ahead. i just wanted to ask also about the venues talking going back to the venues all this stuff that's going on you have you and your your brother you know touring around to these different areas i'm and and the stories and the experiences and the fact that with all this going on the people who work there getting so decimated uh, it, it's 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 such a, a horrific thing. I know we're coming out of this. It looks like there's stuff that you know that's going to get us through this on the horizon. But you know, you think about these great venues that that might be lost forever that are disappearing because of this. Was that in some way what informed or uh, went into your decision to go to these classic uh, places to highlight them? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, the 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 partners that we have. Um, John Barbados, Greg, Greg Williamson, and Nicole Rector, they've done a show uh, for quite a few years from the Beacon, which uh, theater in New York, which is called uh, Love Rocks. And it's a, it's a, but it's a live show. It's not a televised show. Um, and, uh, you know, when they're all giant music fans and, uh, and have a lot of, you know, connections to artists and to the, and to these venues. So when we, it was definitely a, a driving part of 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 the show uh, we're benefiting um why hunger and the naacp legal defense and education fund so these are two um fantastic organizations on the front lines of hunger and of, of social justice but the but the other uh piece of it was to try to highlight these um these venues and listen uh you know i, I can't wait till we can go out and hear a live music again. I can't yeah. wait till we can go out and, um, uh, you know, sit in a movie theater. Um, you know, these are, I, I believe really strongly that it will, it will come back because I think that human beings naturally want to kind of share experiences together. You Agreed. Know, I think. Sheer force of will will make it happen. Anyone who thinks otherwise I think is wrong. It's it's something that it, it is an aspect of humanity that we enjoy experiencing things with other people, of seeing the reaction, of getting a crowd response, of being there at that moment where there's, a, you know, a, a, a three curtain calls and all that stuff that means something to us. 
I, I completely, I completely agree with you. And it's, it's, it's just a matter of time, but uh, it's, it's sad that there's so many people that work in the music industry, um, the, the venues, the front of house, the crews, the, uh, you know, players, just players in, in, in bands that are suffering uh, uh, so, so much during this time. Kevin, I wanted to ask you on, uh, so if you're going to take a glass half full um, look at everything that's happened over this past year, as far as things like, you know, the, 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 the concerts online and these performances and these mashups and these things that have been occurring, is there anything that you see that has intrigued you that you see porting through after COVID um, that you would like to see continued in the way music is dispensed? Um, well, listen, I, I, I think that the, that's, it's been a, a little bit of a process to figure out how to do uh, music from to stay home and watch music. Right. Right. And, and, and there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of people that have done it. And I think that uh, in the early stages, there was something really kind of nice and quaint about, you know, I'm going to sit in my living room with an acoustic guitar because I can't come out. I'm just going to play my song. And I think that we saw a lot of that and, and it's good. And it was, it was refreshing to see, but then we've also seen on, on the flip side, these situations where people have kind of created what's supposed to look like a live show, <laughs> but <laughs> right. there's nobody, but there's nobody there. Yeah, and it's kind of, and it's a little bit like, whoa, I don't know. I'm feeling a little like off center here, you know. Yeah. What, what we what we tried to do and play on was kind of hit the sweet spot in in the middle of that. And uh, you know, when I um, when the NBA was going to play in a bubble, I, I thought to myself, this is going to be terrible. I mean, I'm like, why don't I want to watch like something with no, just like cutouts or, 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 you know, digital zooms of people watching a game. But it was completely infectious to me that the, the season, I, I loved it. And I think the reason was that they, the, the players were so joyful in the way that they played the game. Hmm. And you realize that that's the thing that they're really, really great at doing <laughs> and the thing they've spent their whole life doing. And I think that's the vibe that you get from play on. So to answer your question, you know, I am someone that really likes to have an option of watching some music on television. And I felt like there was a, more of that when I was uh, a kid, you know, was Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Midnight special. And yeah. there was, you know, there was a bunch of stuff that you could see things. And, and now, aside from Austin City Limits, I, I don't think there's really that much, uh, you know, televised music. So uh, as, as much as I think that it's fantastic that uh, we're going to be able to somehow get back and, and play in venues, I think that uh, I would I would just personally love to see some more shows with people you know, get great players getting there and being yeah. able to play, and so maybe a piece of that will will sustain. I don't know. Yeah, there was a there was a great show in the eighties called Music Night. I don't know if you remember that or not, Kevin. Oh uh, yeah, Music Night. Yeah, like David yeah. Sanborn was a host, and uh, 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 yeah, Nigel Lofgren. Yeah, they're, 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 you're right. They're, they're, we don't have those types no. of shows anymore. It yeah. would be nice to see a resurgence of that. Yeah. I remember a funny show that that didn't last long. <clears throat> it was with. Um, I think it was called, God, I wish I could remember what it was called, but I, I seem to remember that David Steinberg was the host. <laughs> David Steinberg and, of a music show. Yeah, 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 music show. And I think the deal was that the band that had the number one record, like the number one Billboard hit, like that week, 
would play, would come on and play their song. Huh. So it, that was kind of the basis of it. But the show, I think, uh, went down went down the tubes because it just so happened that the number one song for like weeks in a row was Sugar Sugar. So, <laughs> so, they, so they had to have the. It was like different ways of having trying to have the artist on. Right. <laughs> right. It was just bad timing. bad timing, bad <laughs> timing. Yeah, bad timing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make for compelling television. Right. Uh, well, so Kev, have you ever heard of a show? It never. I, I don't think it aired here on with any sort of regularity. Called Later with Jules Holland. Mm. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh it's man, it's, it is such a great show, and and so I mean, it's all about music, and and the way I was introduced, so I just sort of like ended up on it somehow. I don't even know what channel it was on. You can find but, him on YouTube. Nowadays. On YouTube yep. now, mm-hmm. yeah, and and essentially, I mean, the guy just kind of introduced him. Hey, hey, I'm Jules Holland, and then next thing you know, a band plays right, and we're talking like a good band, right? Like it would be like let's say Oasis, and then Oasis would do a number, and you would think, okay, well that's that, and and they're gonna you know sit down for an interview but no there's another stage right next to the oasis stage and there's amy winehouse and she does a song and then oh, and then yes i do this is a british show right? yes yes Correct. i would yes, love to yes. see something like that here you know film with some sort of regularity in the, in the united states right yes i i do i do know that show and i think that's i, I think that's a really super super cool idea i think that i, I would love to see well listen maybe who knows yeah who knows? maybe it's uh, yeah. Yeah. kevin bacon yeah now, now the wheels now the wheels are spinning yeah. there you go kevin i want to ask you a question that has nothing to do with music and it has to do with uh, guardians of the galaxy did you have any idea that that reference was coming or did, was that completely sprung on you as well Dude, somebody told me, somebody said to me literally, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? And I said, no. And they said, you should see it. (laughs) And and so I literally went alone having no idea what, other than like, I was like, oh, this is a super, I wanted to see the movie anyway. But I was like, well, this is a super cool movie. And then that, so that was like the best way kind of to experience that weird moment was the fact that i had no idea it was coming well it's it's interesting i mean yeah yesterday i'm, I'm reading this book called ready player two it's a follow-up to ready player one which is a fantastic book they made it into a movie a couple of years ago and you are <laughs> mentioned in the book and i'm like dude we're having them on this week <laughs> and it's just it's it's got to be cool you know that 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 you pop up in references like that or does it yeah, make I, you feel really old you know <laughs> No, here's what I would rather do: pop up in the friggin' movie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, it wouldn't hurt to throw a little paycheck at you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, sure. It's sure nice that you mentioned me. Jeez, great. Thanks. I mean, honestly, Peter Quill was on Earth at some point. Maybe Kevin Bacon shows up to right. say thank you for well, helps saving the the universe. Hell, you've been. You were in the Marvel uh, universe. You you know you. You've yeah. been. I Shaw. Mean, yes, yeah, absolutely. Shaw I, there, 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 there's got to be some way to, to pair you guys up. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you guys get on that? We can. Yeah, I'm going to make a hey, phone call. I, want, I wanted to ask a question about, uh, you know, because the biopic has become, you'd mentioned the, the Elton John film, and obviously uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. There's been some really well-done biopics. What's the story? Which band or, or musician do you think would be a good one that we haven't seen yet? For a biopic, yeah. Hmm. Oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna go. Well, first off, I'd love to see an Oasis biopic just because 
just to see them, you know, beat each <laughs> beat other. Beat the hell out, out of each other. <laughs> yeah, you could make it. it. Be, I, yeah, it's a martial arts movie as well. <laughs> I martial thought, arts, yes. Yeah. I thought, and I love Oasis. Um, I thought that, 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 that Kiss would be pretty ripe oh, with, yeah. with material, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and, uh, but then also, you know, uh, I don't know. It's interesting because... You know, the thing about the Elton John thing, which was cool, is that a lot of times the biopics, they wait or they only really work because, you know, the, the person is dead. And yep. then, you know, you and so that's when you do it, you know, and I, I, I thought Rocketman just was so interesting. It, it was also just had such an interesting point of view. But I don't know, maybe what, James Taylor, maybe? Well, I mean, of- you know, it, it's, it's weird. I watched a movie. It was about Helen Reddy. You know, and I'm like, oh, and yeah, it yeah. and it was good, and it's just, it's just again it, to the earlier part of the conversation. There's something about the dynamic of here's your song, here's your music. It's a representation of you. You're going up in front of critics and audiences. Will it be accepted? And and it, even if it, it these things end up being formulaic because that's just the nature of the industry, it gets me every time. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, I, I I feel I feel the same way. Um, I I. I like I like them. I, I I watch them as long as well as the documentary. It's yeah, like, you know I just the, the the journey of of musicians is just something that's always it's unique. Always yeah. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. see a Jerry Garcia biopic. By the way, um, that could be good. And also speaking yeah. of documentaries, my wife has been raving about the Dolly Parton documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but if you have not, um, she highly recommends it. I haven't seen that one yet. No, I will check it out. I will check it out for sure because I love Dolly. Let me ask you: You, you did live from Daryl's house. Um, yeah, speaking uh, of music, uh, music on TV. That's that's yep. kind of a, a great yeah. show. When when you get, I mean, and you're obviously you guys are accomplished. The Big and Brothers are accomplished, but you know, you know, it, it, it'll happen sometimes. You're 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 looking across at someone, another musician, and you're like, oh my god, uh, yeah, have <laughs> you ever had that? Uh, I I hope I don't that's f this up. <laughs> No, you know, constantly, yeah. constantly. I, I mean, uh, I've had, we've had the opportunity to either play with or be on the stage or be in the proximity of, yeah, some really some big artists. And, and, and I have to say that I still am starstruck around musicians in a way that I'm not really around actors, you know, um, like the rest of the world. I think I kind of put musicians on a, on a, on a pedestal. I really, I really do. And, when we um, went to play at Daryl's house, the deal with that that is that you're going to uh, you know play a couple of your tunes, play a couple of Daryl's tunes that you kind of get to choose, and then uh, a cover or two. And it's not our band; it's it's uh, Daryl's band, yeah. uh, who are you know top yeah. top 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 of the line um, players, and in a great you know sonically great room and everything, and. To walk into the house and uh, the cats were, you know, over in the studio and they were playing a song that I wrote, you know, I was like, oh, my God, this is. And then to and then to actually sit down and sing with Daryl, who to me has one of the most interesting uh, and unique voices in, in pop music in the way that he like melodically where he tends to go and the way that he phrases things is, is really, really uh, interesting and unusual. I just love his, I love his runs. I love his licks, you know? Yeah. He's amazing. And just, yeah. And just to hear like him, you know, doing a little riff on a melody that 
you you wrote it, it, it was like a real <laughs> wow. it was a real pinch pinch it's got to be wild oh, yeah cool. i'm sure yeah. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have thought to do that with that <laughs> no, melody. Never. No, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. I yeah. never would have. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, before we wrap, Kevin, uh, speaking of, of Play On, which, by the way, is on uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Uh, CBS and CBS All Access, I saw the name Bruce Springsteen here. Bruce is involved with this as well? Bruce is involved, too, yeah. he's Well, Bruce is a, uh, has been long involved with Why Hunger, um, which is this great um, organization. And uh, it was started actually speaking of music by Harry Chapin, and um, and that years ago, uh, forty, I think the organization maybe forty years old. Um, so uh, Bruce was good enough to come on and uh, you know do a little uh, a drop in, you know, a little a little show up on the on the show, which was which was fantastic. Uh, John Legend as well. Ringo's there. Ah, ah Ringo. Uh, you bought- yeah, Bon Jovi's um, uh, premiering a, a, a new a new song uh, called American Reckoning. You know, as I mentioned, Ziggy Marley, Andre Day, Gary Clark Jr. I don't know if you're familiar with Gary. Sure. Stark. Yes, yeah. He's amazing. Killer, killer. Uh, also playing a, a, a new song of his and Machine Gun Kelly and Sarah Bareilles and, uh, you know, uh, Emily King. It goes on. Uh, we have we got a great we got a great show where LL Cool J um, is also one of our producers. So got good stuff. Uh, you know, listen, we've had you on multiple times, and I may have said this to you before, but, like, it to me, this is, like, is it really is an honor to talk to you because 25 years ago, I would drunkenly sit in my, sit in my dorm room with my buddy Ed Corcoran. I actually bought, like, basically this giant encyclopedia of every single movie ever made and every actor who ever acted in every movie just so I would have an encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of all the Kevin Bacon movies <laughs> so that I could rule... The Kevin Bacon game. And we played it, like, I mean, honestly, for hours and hours and hours. Um, and, and the fact that... Were you good at it? I, I was really good at it. I'm telling you. I, like, okay. I had to study so I would be able to get from, you know, Bruce Willis to Kevin Bacon in Man, two movies. You that know? movie Sleepers really helped. <laughs> Sleepers helped. And, and then little movies, not little movies, but little parts like uh, his, you know, stealing the taxi cab and planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. It's like, dude, now you got Steve Martin and John Candy. And, you know, um, so it's just, it's... It's wild that I'm talking to you right now. Well, that that is the definition of a misspent youth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that nails it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I would just I would just I would just like to apologize to your parents. <laughs> and and, and it, did Friday the Thirteenth help you at all, Case, in that game? No, because I don't know any of the <laughs> other actors yeah, in that yeah, one. There's got to be other people. All right. <laughs> wow. All right, Kevin. Uh, we will make sure people are aware of Play On celebrating the power of music to make change. It's going to be Tuesday, December fifteenth, eight p.m. CBS and CBS All Access. And uh, if you and your brother are making it back into Philly, please let us know. We want to see you again, okay? Thank you guys so much. Thanks for your support. Always great to talk to you. Anytime. Thank you, Kevin Bacon, yeah! guys. Wow. Uh, he's the best. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we talked to Kevin Bacon, but predominantly about music, and it was just great. Yep, I love it. Dr. Gary, stop bothering Kevin Bacon. <laughs> 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 One of my favorites. <laughs> that was in the old studio. Yeah. Uh, my good friend Doctor Gary was in here, and he's, he's just goes, he goes over and starts talking to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Doctor Gary, stop by. Stop yeah, so bothering Kevin Bacon. When you have a guest in, you kind of give them their space yeah, yeah. Uh, before the interview, and Gary kept going over just talking to him and bringing up music stuff and Steve. So, Doctor Gary, stop bothering Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh my god. He was so right. polite, too. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't going to say it. Steve no. had to say it on his behalf. <laughs> All right. We're going to do a short, bizarre file. Yeah. So here we go. Now, this is too bad. WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by God Shawls. Make the switch to God Shawls Real Wood Smoked, 80, uh, Real Wood Smoked, eighty percent less fat turkey bacon. And check out Brian Westbrook's game day recipe at GodShawls.com. Uh, Sheriff in Northern Minnesota is reminding anglers, you know, fishermen, to be careful where they put their phone when they crouch over an ice hole. Um, <laughs> you ice, hole. you ice, you fucking ice hole. Uh, the warning isn't to help prevent the phone from falling in the lake. It's so they will stop unintentionally calling 911. Apparently, oh. it's happening all the time. Really? Yes, the sheriff's office posted on Facebook asking people to be aware of the emergency activation on their cell phones after the 911 call center has been taking a large number of pocket and butt-dialed 911 calls. They wrote, crouching over an ice hole with your phone in your pocket can press the magic call 911 buttons. We don't mind the fishing reports, but let's reserve 911 for emergencies. Have you ever had it slide and you're, beep, beep, and you're hearing it beep off? And you're like, oh, my God, don't, don't, don't call, don't call. Yeah, I've seen it <laughs> yeah. almost ready to call 911. Yeah. And, I've, yes, it's been freaky. Uh, many of the calls came from people's pockets while they were on Upper Red Lake. Uh, one of a few with a solid sheet of ice over this past weekend, causing traffic jams in northern Minnesota. An Oregon nurse who went viral after posting on TikTok suggesting that she was flouting the COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 restrictions is no longer employed with her hospital and is prohibited from practicing as a nurse until further notice by the state's nursing board. She was dipping her face mask in the toilet, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was an oncology nurse, Ashley Grames, and uh, she is agreed to not to practice until further order by the Oregon State Board of Nursing, and she was apparently placed on administrative leave after people online alerted the hospital about her now-deleted TikTok video in which she bragged about traveling and not wearing masks during this. Uh, she, she had posted the video herself wearing uh, scrubs and stethoscope with the caption, when my coworkers find out I still travel, don't wear a mask, and I'm out and let my kids have play dates. So not a good idea to be doing that. Especially when you're tending to people who are, yeah, you're a nurse. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then one last story. Uh, this is wild, Steve. I wonder if you saw the pictures of this. When it comes to nature, Florida... You expect the unexpected there. You never know what you might stumble across. Uh, And a sequence of photos showing a great blue heron devouring a juvenile alligator. I did see it. The alligator is way too big for this bird to be eating. They they don't care. They don't care. How, their digestive systems must just be in, amazing, like a grinder. Yeah, but they can. I mean, the digestion goes on for days. Yeah, Danny, almost like a snake. Danny Gilliam uh, shared photos on his Facebook page showing a large juvenile alligator being eaten in whole by a heron on the bank of Lake Apopka. Uh, one might think alligators have the upper hand and can stand up to anything, but this giant bird won this particular battle. We're looking at the video of this wow. right now. Honestly, uh, it swallows it nature's all. beautiful, but it's also scary as F. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being eaten whole. Yeah. yeah. Was it a heron that was eating that snake that then bore its way through the heron? Yeah, the esophagus? snake bit its way out, the, and, and the, the bird survived. And the pers- bird kept yep. on flying. Yeah. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the uh, bizarre file for you. Let's give away some more love from Primo Hoagies. I got a $25 gift card. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, now through December 31st, it's gift card extravaganza. You can buy a $25 gift card, receive a $5 bonus card, buy a $100 gift card to get a $25 bonus gift card. Info at primohogies.com. We'll be right back. 
Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm moving along quickly. I have a a doctor's appointment. God damn it, I broke my finger. (laughs) And I have to to go get that taken care of. And I have an appointment I have to get to. So we're going to do the lesson question. And we are going to give away a digital download of the film Tenet. If you can answer this question correctly, where does Star Wars character Mon Mothma like to sell her long flowing robes? In what online platform does she sell her long flowing robes? Remember, this is Mon Mothma of Star Wars. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Godshalls. Make the switch to Godshalls Real. Wood smoked, 80% less fat turkey, bacon, and check out Brian Westbrook's game day recipe at Godshalls.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Hayden Christensen, as we said earlier, will reprise his role as Darth Vader, joining Ewan McGregor in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. In addition, Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin Skywalker in the second Star Wars trilogy, will watch the series from home. Uh-huh. It's been confirmed that the Kardashians and the Jenners, yes, they've signed a multi-million dollar deal to create content exclusively for Hulu. Momager Chris Jenner says there are still more stories to tell, but more likely old stories told over and over <laughs> again. <gasps> and finally, the official Twitter account of Queen Elizabeth accidentally tweeting out the word thanks and then removing it yesterday. A spokesman for the Queen explained a mistake, saying Her Majesty had actually intended to post a beaver pic. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's we'll see if we can get an answer here. And it is, where does the Star Wars character Mon Mothma like sell her? long flowing robes and I will go to the first Jason that called in. Hi Jason, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Jason. All right, where does she sell her long flowing robes? On Etsy. Etsy, of course. Homemade stuff. Hang on a second, Jason. We are going to give you a digital download of Tenet, a film by Christopher Nolan, fighting for survival of the world. The protagonist is armed with only one word and that's Tenet on a mission unfolding in something beyond real time, not time travel. Inversion. Uh, you can see it in theaters now and own it on December 15th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 All right, uh, it's brought to you today by Primo Hoagies, uh, game day and holiday gatherings. Might be more intimate this year, but just because you can't host a Primo celebration doesn't mean you can't have a Primo Hoagie. Locations at primohogies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo. As I mentioned earlier, Dave Grohl and producer uh, Greg Kirsten celebrated the first night of Hanukkah with their cover of the Beastie Boys Sabotage. I said the Foo Fighters earlier, uh, but so I don't know if it was the whole band or not. Uh, But they tweeted out as the only rock and roll Hall of Famers with a lyric about Kugel. We thought that it would be a Shonda to not kick off this party with New York's and Abraham's Finest. Uh, the song is part of Grohl's and Kirsten's Hanukkah Sessions uh, series. We have a little bit of this? Yeah. All right. So they are going to be releasing eight covers of Jewish artists, uh, one for each night of the holiday, and this is the first one that they've gone with. Dave on drums. Oh, 
that Dave on Mobiles? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. That's Especially because he said, oh, my God. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, you got to love Dave and his sense of humor. Speaking of covers, Chris Cornell's final album, a hand-picked collection of ten cover songs, is available today on all streaming services. No One Sings Like You Anymore was recorded by Chris in 2016. His last fully completed studio album features his his renditions of John Lennon's Watching the Wheels. Love that song. Great song. Uh, Ghostland Observatory's Sad, Sad City. Sad. <laughs> Harry Nilsson's <laughs> Jump Into the Fire, Carl Hall's You Don't Know N- Nothing About Love, uh, Electra Light Orchestra's Showdown, uh, Terry Reed's To Be Treated Right, Lorraine Ellison's Stay With Me Baby, Get It While You Can, popularized by Janis Joplin, and a new studio recording Your mommy, of, Kathy. of Nothing Compares <laughs> well, to You, written by Prince. Uh, his cover of Patience, which was released on his birthday this year and earned his first solo Billboard number one on the mainstream rock charts is also included on the album. Uh, okay, so this is cool. The Strokes, uh, Julianne uh, Casablanca, yeah, is set to curate and host his own radio station in the next Grand Theft Auto online map. Ah, that's great. That was one of the fun things about that game was switching the radio stations and listening to them because they had their own curated music and DJs and stuff. It was fun. One time I was offered, the guy I know from that company, Rockstar, Laszlo, super nice guy, very talented, wanted me to do some voiceover stuff, and I couldn't do it because I wasn't available the day they were uh, putting the game together, but that would have been so cool. Uh, The channel is part of December 15th's uh, GTA update called the... K.O. Perico Heist. Uh, C-A-Y-O. Kayak? Perico Heist. Uh, both Mac DeMarco and David Cross will make guest appearances on the channel, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah? yeah? One more thing. Joe Walsh's fourth annual Vets Aid Festival will stream online on Saturday. Joining the legendary Eagles guitarist online for the event will be over 50 artists, including... Eddie Vedder, John Bon Jovi, Daryl Hall, James Hetfield, Jimmy Buffett, Alice Cooper, Vince Gill, Willie Nelson, Blake Shelton, Stephen Van Zant, Brandon Flowers, Gwen Stefani, Billy Bob Thornton, Earth, Wind and Fires, uh, Verdine White, Melissa Etheridge, Jewel, and others. That's a hell of a lineup. That's massive. The online event features never-before-seen performances from the past three Vets Aid concerts, including songs by Ringo Starr, the Doobie Brothers, Don Henley, uh, James Taylor, Haim, uh, Keith Urban, Cheryl Crow, ZZ Top, and more. So nice. That's very cool. All right, cutting it a little bit short because we got to run. You got a finger to take care I got to. a finger to take care of. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, get the letter of the day, give away the word of the week prize. Make sure you stay with us. And uh, last Primo Hoagies gift card to caller number one $25 gift card for you. We'll be back in just a moment. At 93.3 WMMR, we finally noticed it was December. And we figured that means it's time to get into the holiday spirit. And we don't just mean the booze in Bill Weston's lower right desk drawer. So listen this weekend as MMR rocks your holiday socks with blocks of your favorite Christmas tunes that rock. And we promise no carpenters or burr lives. Yes, that means you, Jackie Bam Bam. 
It's our Christmas Rock Block Weekend. From the station that's been on and off Santa's nice list a lot. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Your holidays. Friday morning, we're on the cusp of a fantastic weekend. The weather's going to cooperate. We got a cool little Christmas music event taking place on MMR as well. Some Christmas blocks. So we'll be taking care of you through the course of this uh, beautiful uh, weekend. Steve's doing a, uh, a Christmas activity, a holiday yes, I activity. Am. Mm-hmm. Gonna go on the uh, Polar Express. So that she'll be enjoying. 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 That will be joyful. Yeah. Or enjoyable. Gonna rip my ass. That'll be out. enjoyable. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. That will be enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> I really do need to to leave. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I have a broken finger. I have to go get that fixed. I have an appointment, so I want to keep it. Uh, so I want to thank our guest, Brooke Burns. Yay! She's lovely, and she is the host of the new season of Masterminds, and season two is weeknights, 4 o'clock and 8.30 on the Game Show Network. And we have talked to Kevin Bacon many times over the years. I, it was one of the most enjoyable conversations I think we've ever had. It was great. And yeah. it's funny because, again, as I said, we did the, the most of that was about music. Yeah. Uh, Play On uh, is his event. It's Tuesday night uh, at 8 p.m. on CBS. Uh, and there's loads of stars that are going to be on this as well. And from very, very famous venues like the Troubadour and um, I've forgotten the other ones, uh, the, uh, oh, the Apollo, oh. and then another place, uh, I think it was called the Bluebird in yeah. Nashville. The Blue Waffle. The Blue Waffle in Nashville. Uh, and it's uh, for a great cause. So thank you to Kevin Bacon for being on this morning. It was excellent. All right, we're doing the letter of the day. Case, uh, I can do this. you got it? Okay, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. I have to push it with my left hand, and I'm Aww. not used to doing that. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter... F, as in... Finger. Finger. All right. Well, with F, let's say caller 5 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will see if you know the word of the week. One of the things you can get yourself ready for is the Preston Steve Christmas Miracle 2020 details. It's the uh, the uh, Pollyannabelle edition. Uh, so that is coming up next uh, or on the 22nd. So details there at uh, WMMR.com. Click on events. And you will be able to find out what you need to know because we're gonna we're gonna be spelling this more out as we get closer. Yes, Casey. Uh, you know, tomorrow is my daughter's fifteenth birthday. Can you believe she's fifteen freaking wow, years old? Dude. Yeah, quinceanera. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're flying. Um, uh, Bert Kreischer in to be her godfather uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. big quinceanera party. But I just wanted to wish my uh, my baby girl a happy 15th birthday. Um, also wanted to mention there is a GoFundMe uh, fundraiser on PrestonSteve.com right now, unfortunately. Um, the family of uh, the Marple Township Police Department suffered a tragic loss this week, uh, you know, as, and, and more importantly... Yeah, uh, yeah. An actual family lost uh, their husband and their father, and so there is a GoFundMe for the family of uh, the officer who passed away earlier this week. I'm going to leave the name out of it, but uh, if you go to PrestonSteve.com, um, you know, please go and donate if you can. You know, this is such a, tra- a tragedy, especially right before Christmas. So. Yeah. Okay. You can go to uh, PrestonSteve.com. Find that on the Nick is it in the community section. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and thank you one more time to Primo's uh, for yes. dropping off food this morning and giving us uh, some goodies to give away. You can find your location at primohoogies.com. I love them. And you can uh, see the taste. Uh, no, it says you can come and taste. 
It I'd love to just listen, see the taste. It says primohoagies.com and taste the primo difference. You don't even have to eat. Just go in and see the taste. <laughs> Yourself. Uh, fresh baked bread, <laughs> gourmet meats, and cheeses. Chris, it's less calories that way if you just go see it. It's true. <laughs> that taste looks good. But buy it anyway. Uh, crisp produce and a perfect blend of primo spices. is not just a hoagie. It's primo. So thank you, guys. We're going to the phones looking for caller number five. It's Bob. Hi there, Bob. How you doing this morning? Awesome, buddy. What's our word of the week? It sounds like a, it's a scarf. Scarf is correct. <laughs> you got it, bud. And you, sir, will be scarfing down a lot of good eats from our friends at Kilwins and King of Prussia. It's a gift basket. Listen to all this. It's loaded with fine chocolates, fresh hand paddled fudge, sea salt, caramels, hand-dipped chocolate wow. pretzels, Hot chocolate mix, festive holiday treats, and a $100 Kilwins King of Prussia gift card located in the King of Prussia Town Center. Stop in for a variety of gift packages and see the amazing treats being made right in front of the store. Kilwins, sweet in every sense since since, uh, 1947. So hang on the line, bud. We will get your information. Let's take a moment to thank our uh, sponsors. President C Show brought to you today. By Duncan, get cheers in at Duncan this holiday season with their holiday-inspired signature drinks. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local fla- flavors, and Meineke doing car care right. One more thing, yeah, one more thing uh, for holiday activities tomorrow. If you're in and around the Broomall area, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and the elves are going to be at Russell Elementary School. Uh, they're arriving, I believe. Uh, they're they're going to parade down there. Uh, and they're going to be there for you to drive by safely between 5 and 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Excellent. All right. Uh, next week on our program, just a couple things to highlight. Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin. Year-end list. Always oh, good yeah. to talk to him. And we also have actor Mike Coulter, a.k.a. Luke Cage. Yes, oh. he's awesome. Is he promoting evil? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he will be. All right. We'll yeah, make sure not? that he has. He's awesome. No, fatale or fa- fatale. Fatale. That's That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Nick. Hello to all the that I have to work with. Next message. Thursday was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Friday's not sad. Bro, bro, bro. Next message. No sad, bro. It's Friday. No sad, bro. It's Friday. Nobody's going to ruin my Friday. It's no sad, bro. Will you use your turn signals? No sad, bro. It's Friday. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less.